Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 178. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And once again, we are joined by my friend, Miles Dill. Hey, what's up, guys? I think the last time you were on was our Top Gun Maverick episode, which was a really fun time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, I that think... was the last time I went to the movie theaters. <laughs> I think also, I want to say we haven't done any up to it, down to it since. Like, I, I think Top Gun Maverick came out after our last uh, up to it, down to it episode, which yeah. if you guys ever want to see more Miles, he's on that show, which we haven't really done any episodes in quite some time, but uh, hopefully reviving that soon enough. Uh, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk what we watch and play. And this week, we don't really have any news. Uh, instead, it's actually the day after Christmas. We took a week off which was uh, kind of needed. We were both pretty busy uh stuff stuff, honestly. Yeah, like, me and my brother got COVID, like, for almost the second week of December. So we were both, like, basically quarantined to our rooms for, like, half of December. So by the time we actually were both able to, like, go out and do stuff, we had, like, a week to set up all the Christmas shit. So I was just like, uh, when you, when you were like, hey can you record today or you may be fine skipping a week? I was like, I've got so much shit to do. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we could skip a week. That'd be fine. Yeah. It worked out. Okay. Um, yeah, it was straight up. I got my tree. I think like the week before Christmas, I was just like walking yeah. around home Depot with like an eight foot tree over my shoulder. And everyone's just like, how are you carrying that? And I'm like, just, just do it. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> yeah. You just lift. <laughs> um, but everyone have a good Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I always forget how much I enjoy Christmas. <laughs> like, it comes and I'm like, wow, what a happy time of the year. And then, like, well, yeah, it's Christmas. Miles, what was right. the temperature for you? Because since you're on the island and stuff. Dude, it's been of ice cold freezing. Really? What's 59 degrees. 59 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so normal San Francisco weather. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's cold in Bermuda. It's humid here, so it gets extra cold. Yeah, we got a, um, uh, it's like 50, it's usually our normal is like 54 to 66, I want to say. That's yeah, like it's, it's been getting cold in like the mid 40s at night. And it's just like, for us, that's freezing. We should start getting yeah, actually that, rain in a couple hours. Uh, yeah. Not even start rolling. We'll, nah, it's supposed recording. to rain like basically all week. Yeah, there's like a flood warning, which I cracked up about. We, we don't have floods. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been seeing that actually, for a week, you know what, give like, us. Give us a lot of water. Yeah, just give us water. We still need a lot of water, so that's yeah. okay. You know, we got in a ton of rain, too. Like, this is the rainiest Christmas I've ever had. Dang. Like, seriously. Um, uh, James, you don't know him, but our friend Joel, I talked to him, and he said in the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean, it's, uh, like, 84 degrees right now. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Damn. <laughs> Equatorial. That's a nice Christmas. Yeah. yeah, being on the equator must have its perks, I'm sure. Uh, perpetual tropics. Yeah. Uh, but... We are here to talk Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, the James Cameron movie. I think the first movie we've had since really the last Avatar, which was mm -hmm. 2009. Has he not done yep. anything? Uh, no, he's produced. Uh, but otherwise, uh, he's okay. been so hard at work on this set of films where he's been trying to kind of do like two through five more or less back to back to an extent. Uh, yeah, he really been... just did three, two and three, and then part of four, a little bit of four, I think. Yeah, there's so been far. news stories saying he's already shot scenes for four and five. Yeah, like, th three and four, maybe. 
I think it might just be whatever is underwater related because it sounds like he wants to do more than just he wants to do different biomes still each time. Yeah, maybe we'll get into it later, but I honestly I don't know exactly what he would do for the next one. And I don't how many are there supposed to be total like five? Five. So, but yeah, now he's five. already yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think they've already made enough money, despite what old TikTok was trying. Nine hundred million already. Yeah, people were like, it needs to like score like a billion dollars to break even. Yeah, like, no, no that's it, not an issue. It. Yeah, it's already nine hundred million. It's been less than two weeks. So I, I think one thing that made me laugh about hearing all the detractors leading up to this movie was like, here's like all these armchair movie critics and you know filmmakers and whatnot. That, that really think the guy who made, like, these projects wouldn't know how to budget this one correctly. Like, they genuinely thought, like, he was still going to, like, just go out there and lose money. Like, um... Yeah. The guy who made Titanic knows how to make money on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's almost like he's got it down to a science, and no one wants to, like, respect that. Even though, you know, like, someone could just be that good at making movies as, like, a project. Like, I just think he's, like, an excellent project manager. Might have some flaws as an artistic director, but in terms of, I guess, using the amount of money he's been given, like, goodness grief, like, the guy clearly has, like, a, a genius for it. Yeah, I mean, considering, yeah. like, if you look at his prowess, the man sold aliens literally by going alien, S, money, sign. Yeah. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> 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 the other factoid I heard is... This guy is like the Chuck Norris of filmmaking now. It's getting like absurd. But you know, Escape from New York, they didn't have a matte painting for New York. So when he was like a lonely, like a lowly guy on on set, he was just like, "Yo, I'll I'll paint it." And then they're like, really? "You really can do this?" And then he, yeah, he made the matte painting of New That's York. That's amazing. That's insane. By hand. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You know, it's funny. I didn't know he worked on Escaping from New York and with James and you were with me, but we went to the Alamo and they were doing like behind the scenes stuff of James Cameron. And it was like, yeah, before he worked on like even his directorial debut with like Piranha, he had uh, worked on like John Carpenter's stuff. And I was like, what? Like that yeah. is actually really cool. And I forget like how much older John Carpenter is than James Cameron. And that kind of put things into perspective. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. But yeah, Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, I think we've all James, you've seen it once. Miles and I have seen it twice. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind a third time. Uh, yeah, I, think I'll I go might. A third time. I might want to see it again the second time in IMAX. Yeah, uh, that's Chris doesn't want to see it in IMAX and 3D because he's like, he doesn't want to spend like 30 bucks on a ticket. I'm just so I checked, curious only what the 3D looks like. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so curious because I've seen. All right, I've seen it. I feel in like it'd be Atmos. better for this movie because it's like almost entirely yeah. just animated. Yeah. No, I think it'll, there's, I think the, because the whole thing is this film was, a lot of it was done in 60 frames. And because of that, your eyes are literally I trying to keep IMAX up with everything like when it moves. And stuff. Yeah. Anytime you thought mm -hmm. the movement was weird, it was because the frame rate was so high and more realistic. And you're like, oh, it's my like, eyes. it feels too smooth for a movie. Like, it, yeah. and so even playing games in like a higher frame rate nowadays, Whoa. watching a movie, it feels weird when it's too smooth. It, like, yeah, it feels yeah. like it's going in fast forward, but it's not. It, it also has that weird effect. I noticed it in The Hobbit and Gemini Man, but it, it'll look like GoPro footage and not like a movie sometimes. Yeah. It looks like they're sped up almost. Like, I, it's I weird, like fast forward frame. For some of the scenes, I was like, this looks like a really good P uh, PlayStation 5 game or whatever, which I mean, yeah. makes me excited for the actual game that's coming out at some point. 
supposed to be yeah, April, yeah, I think, or right. something. It was supposed to come out this year, and then it was delayed. Um, same with Hogwarts, but uh, yeah, this movie, I guess, like to put it in perspective first, I saw it in Dolby Cinema, which meant it was going to be the best, I guess, visual format, not like best Ooh, size. Is that actually better than IMAX, or dude? It's stupid. Uh, they show you the color of like here's the theatrical black you get in all other theaters. Here's the black color you get in Dolby Cinema, and it's actually insane how different they look. Like, uh, they make the theatrical black almost look gray, and then the Whoa. actual Dolby black is just like this, just full-on, like, pitch black, and it's it's amazing mm. how much more color saturation there is in Dolby Cinema, uh, which Dang. is why I prefer Cinema over Dang. IMAX at this point. But, I might actually uh, go for that instead of IMAX then. If it's that much better. It's it's amazing looking. And then the sound is phenomenal because it's not just surround sound. It's full on Atmos, which means like you'll have Atmos actual is sound. Amazing. Yeah, sound from above and below. So like I watched Top Gun in that. I watched uh, this and that. And the whole time watching this movie in Atmos, uh, during fights, the explosions were so much that my seat was literally from the sound. There, there are theaters now that almost make your seat like a weird little roller coaster ride. It'll actually move and stuff, and you'll get sprayed in the face yeah, with water. Yeah, Yeah, uh, but it's super weird. But uh, I haven't done that yet uh, in Atmos. It was just the sheer sound coming in, making your sh- seat shake, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, like the in movie an explosion. Was that it was that powerful. It was amazing how good Dang. that was. Yeah. Uh, and Dude, then I watched like, it in the exact opposite conditions. Like, for me, just got a tiny theater. Like, I'm sure there's TVs bigger than it. But um, how many seats does it usually have? Captivating. Go ahead. How much? How many Sorry. seats does your theater usually have? Like, for oh one, uh... boy, it's it's less than a hundred. <laughs> but... Okay, oh. I mean that's not too bad. Like a lot of, I feel like most theaters are like that. Um, except for IMAX. IMAX is like the one where it's like. Oh, like 150, 200 seats. There you go. Everyone can fit in now. But um, also, the front row is like still way too close. Oh, IMAX front row is actual like that's like a torture. You walk out and you're like this, walking out like, "Hello, everybody. How did it go?" And you're just like, "What's wrong with you?" It's like I can't look down anymore. Like my head is like my neck is stuck. Like it's fully stiff now. Um, (laughs) It's I've done it. I forgot what movie I watched it in, and I was like, "This is great." And I walked out, and I'm like, "I can't look down." One of the worst experiences I've ever had in IMAX was like me and my family went to see, I think it was like Harry Potter 3 and they had it in 3D. And I guess like the only seats they had available were like way up front. And like, I don't think it was like literally the front row, but it was like close enough that, you know how if you don't sit in the sweet spot for 3D movies, it like you'll get, you know, double images or whatever. Like, we basically couldn't look at the sides of this, the movie because it was just, like, it was too close for the uh, glasses to, like, make it work. Yeah. So I was just like, wow. cool, why do you even sell tickets for the first three rows if it literally is, like, unwatchable in 3D? You get the you get the <laughs> Mr. Krabs meme where it's his eyes and it's all blurry and you're like, oh! It, like, that. that's kind of the reaction. For at least it. I got I those special like Harry Potter-shaped glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane. But uh, otherwise, yeah, Avatar was great uh, for me, at least. Um, did you guys enjoy it? Just uh, a small before we get into I really the whole, liked like, it, discussion. But probably this will come up again for the length conversation that you wanted to go on. Mm. The whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, you know, the plot's okay. I kind of like the characters. They're like some of them I like more than others. 
but I don't really care about them nearly as much as like just learning more about the world of Pandora. So when you yeah. asked me at the end of the movie, like, you know, what do I think? I was like, I honestly think I'd rather these movies just be like National Geographic series about like the life of Pandora voiced by David Attenborough. So it's just like I, I very much enjoyed it, but not for the reasons that James Cameron probably wanted me to enjoy it for. Although he probably also still wants people to like the world building and shit. It's just like he would probably also like me to care as much about the characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty sound point. I, I I agree with some of the sentiments like the one one two thumbs up. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the two criticisms that I have, because conversely, I, I would say everything I enjoyed about this movie and I thought was pretty good. But my the two flaws I see, the one that overlaps with everybody is I, I the second time was too long. Uh, I thought it was yeah. um, really awesome the first time, but then it, it feels like watching filler again in an anime where you're like you, you know what happens and you're like okay okay I could I could watch another. We're gonna get a flashback again. We it was the same yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, on the flip side, the other one is i guess this this might be somewhat relevant to um what you're saying about like the nature documentary and such is i i feel like james cameron is such a mechanically minded individual in terms of like making the production so like everything about the production is perfect so in a way he thinks that the structure of this movie is flawless and unprecedented which actually makes sense from his perspective working on this movie because just look at it. Like, everything came... There was no scandals on set, no accidents. Like, everything came through. It looks great. There's no oh, yeah, bloopers. Like and then on the flip side, us as audience who watch so much content and we have all our different frames of minds and references and stuff, for us, I feel like those those really robust pillars are just as mundane as like the pillars underneath a highway like they do their jobs perfectly but to us they're like that's that's boring i don't want to look at a pillar like um mm. so like the movie is a, a mechanically a great movie it's just that the the pillars or what it used to construct itself are just tropes that people i think are too used to seeing mm-hmm. or have um even like stigmas against like uh, something I, I always kind of leverage against some critics I do see online because I, I always talk highly of it whenever I get a chance. And naturally, there's people who talk badly of it whenever they get a chance. And one thing I really noticed is, I guess, video games have really affected the perception of movies and how they're made as well as how they're viewed. So, like, one thing I find kind of funny is because this is a movie where the the bad guys are these really charismatic uh, military sci-fi guys. I feel like there's like this subconscious reflex that like they should be able to do more or like you as the audience member are almost helpless watching them get killed. So you get like a negative connotation from that. So I feel like that zeitgeist met with like the James Cameron arrogance thing to like this movie being a very safe and conservative that mm-hmm. like I almost wish James Cameron made a, a riskier story to break those um, archetypes. Like, uh, like there, there was a lot of, I guess, negative betting against him. And I wish he made a, a more bizarre movie to get out of that spotlight instead of kind of doubling down on what worked in the first movie. But I'm also glad with the movie we got to because 
you know, that I guess that saved it from being like a Jupiter ascending or yeah. uh, uh, yeah. like a, a movie that's big and dysfunctional. That's true. Um, I guess then getting into the length, it was three hours and I believe 48 minutes was that it was 192 minutes is no. three hours and 42 minutes so well, yeah, that was... it, it wasn't four hours long almost it's got to be shorter than that. i thought it was like three hours 20 yeah i think it's like almost three hours i thought it was let me double check uh i had it a second ago one second um oh. i'm pretty sure uh, was... google says three hours 12 minutes three hours 12 minutes was that yeah Okay, my bad then. Uh, three hours, 12 minutes. I was thinking, yeah, 192, which is... Yeah, sorry about that. 192 minutes. Uh, it's 30 minutes more than the first movie, which was then... That one was two hours and 42 minutes. That's what it was. Um, I was mixing up that. Uh, but that was the original. So, yeah, this one was over three hours. We haven't really gotten something like that in a while besides... Uh, I guess you would say... How long was the Batman? The Batman was something... It was length. also about three hours, I think. It was like two and a half hours? Uh, or was it? I want to say. Uh, otherwise, it was really, what, the Avengers movies? Like two, Infinity two hours, War? 56 minutes. Okay. So, but the Batman was close. We had the bo- uh, the last two Avengers movies. Uh, so, we haven't really gotten anything lengthy in a while. And, you know, the one that always was perfect length for us is probably, what, the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, and if you treat that as a... <laughs> as one film it's basically a 12 hour movie uh that you're Dang. just kind of like yeah i could do the whole thing it's fine um but you I mean you also can take breaks from it because we never had it in theaters really at that length it was only yeah. after when mm-hmm. it was released but um for avatar the way of water i did feel like the length was long but it wasn't as long as i thought it felt so like uh yeah i mean it's like when you watch it you're like when the first time i came out of it i'm like it was long but i it didn't feel as long as i expected it to be like it felt shorter considering the length it actually was so it didn't feel as bad uh and i think that was at least a plus on its side but yeah it's still incredibly long and i think that probably is something that off puts a lot of people especially nowadays when people's attention spans uh are lacking at this point um i think yeah i agree i think that might be why I, I was like i got the idea of man i i would prefer these to be like national geographic like episodes because like i wouldn't mind the three hours of, of runtime if it was three separate one hour specials or whatever but yeah like that i don't that doesn't really sell in the movie theater, I guess. And it's also like, yeah, it's a completely different thing than you're yeah. So it's at like, this point. so I was, I kind of agree with you that like it didn't feel like three hours as long. Like I was expecting it to feel like I was there like all night, and I was just like, oh, we're already almost done. Oh, okay. Because like I was the entire time, I was at least engaged and interested in like learning about a whole other way of life on a different part of Pandora, just like in the first yeah. one. Like that was. That was the main reason why I liked the first one so much was I was like, this is like a completely different way of life and it's so interesting to learn about. And I I had the same exact feeling for this one where I, I wanted to learn about all this stuff. So I was fine spending that time. But it's just like that is a lot of time to ask people to sit like in one sitting 
Although, to be fair, James Cameron was like, yeah. don't worry about it. Go to the bathroom. You'll see it twice. <laughs> Fun I mean, fact. He, he's right on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah the second you... time I watched it, I, I went and got a pizza and came back. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, I was fairly content because I was like, I'll just watch this again. Like, yeah. I really need to see these scenes. What was crazy for me was I actually didn't go to the bathroom either time. And I wasn't, it wasn't like I was holding it either. I was just, I felt fine. And I'm like, wow, this is, I think, the most insane setting for me personally. Because usually that psychological feeling of seeing or hearing water there's a lot of water in a movie. lot you know that would make yeah. you want to go and that's happened before we're straight up even like if you make something cold like if uh uh sometimes you'll be driving in the car and the air conditioner is too much and you're cold and you're all of a sudden like ah oh, crap i gotta pee like yeah. that that's kind of stuff happens and for some reason watching this movie not once but twice three hours and 12 minutes each time insane amounts of water the sound of water and i'm drinking stuff and i'm like yeah i'm fine I don't need to, I'm good. I can sit here the whole time. There's no issues. I can st- even sit through the credits without issue either. I'm, I'm totally good. And uh, afterwards, I'm like, oh, I guess I can go now. It's fine. I don't really even had to think about it, but it was, it was super easy. I, I thought that was, I don't know if that says something about the movie or I, I just lucked out. I honestly can't say, but normally there have been other times, other movies where I'm straight up just like, oh shit. And there's zero water, zero water. And I'm just like, I gotta go. I'll be back, uh, and I'll be like, "What did I miss?" And like nothing. I'm like, "Thank God." Yeah. But yeah, I thought I uh, say, one yeah. thing I admire about the the runtime is like, like, sorry, this is a sentiment I think I'll I'll go back to a lot because uh, I'm trying to find the words to illustrate it better. Um, is the sense of like a video game movie or like what's a movie that's influenced by video game culture and where they are in society now? So like directors and interviews and even actors will be like oh you know i like this video game series or i'd like to work on this adaption and stuff that's been going on since like 2007 and um i liked the the way of water's length because the approach was from like say uh for its flaws and its benefits a film or a tv show like i i to me at its worst when i went my second time where i got a bit antsy and i was like well i could get something to eat I felt like I was binge watching my favorite anime. Like I, I wasn't particularly mm. mad or, or didn't think any parts were boring, but I was like, I'm going to go get something to eat while I know the RDA bad guys aren't on screen. Cause whenever they're on screen, something fun's going to happen. So um, that's, that's when I went to, to get some food. Um, but like the movie didn't feel like set piece, like video game level where it's like action scene, then plot action scene, then plot. Like it, Everything had a, a pretty good story-driven, uh, I guess, the, the whole being of it story-driven because there's no gameplay in the film. Uh, the only time I felt like this this kind of uh, interpretation was broken was like the kelp forest scene. I felt like that was truly like just for novelty. Like if you took that out, the story wouldn't have suffered because only it's just the bad guys catching the kids and uh, just an excuse to show more of Pandora, which I'm totally down for but um, looking back on it, as much as I feel like that scene could be cut, it, it kind of shocked me with like how much of the movie that I think would have suffered if it was cut despite the length. Like it, yeah. it, it felt like the opposite of Batman versus Superman. Like it had the patience to tell exactly what it wanted to tell. And um, 
I got to say, a lot of movies don't have that patience. Like that, that it was a really ballsy move by James Cameron, and I think it paid off. I'd say so. That makes sense. Uh, especially, honestly, like looking through at that chase, like you get a lot of on just it, it is good action, if anything, because the it brings up the drama of being chased around and everything else, um, especially mm. having fucking crab robots chasing See, those crab subs. Oh, are my yeah. favorite thing in the movie. <laughs> Like when, yeah. they, when they were just like sidewalking across the carrier and like one literally does the like fist like yeah. punch thing. I was like, why the fuck would they build the robot that walks sideways and also does the fist? Th- they, why is it a crab with fists? Whatever. Because you, yeah. you see honestly how they work on underwater and it's well, like it's straight thing. up even. Yeah, then you see them in motion and it's like, oh, well, they're like straight stripping up that whale like super fast. Yeah. Okay. And even then when they're chasing the kids, like they got ahead of the kids and it's like the kids were going away and it's like, hey, I'm ahead of you, bitch. And then it, like jumps over and you're like, oh, Jesus, how would you even get there? Like it, 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 it was really awesome the way they pulled that off that and the. We'll we'll get I guess the more into the designs and everything else soon, but uh, I guess thinking about it, I feel like because it sounds like majority of the extra footage is all in Avatar three. Like there's a lot in Avatar three, but mm. for Avatar's physical release or like you know when they when it's the home release for Way of Water, how much do you guys think? will be in a director's cut for Cameron. Like how much extra footage do you think there is for just two? So something I'm crossing my fingers for is a detail I noticed is when the General Ardmore is interrogating Spider. Um, actually, no, no, sorry. It, it's been Quaritch just talking to the general about where the Navi are and shows all that camera feed footage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a throwback to aliens. Um there's footage that was a finished version of a deleted scene you can see on YouTube. So I guess at one point, I hope, I guess not just for you, I guess for utility purposes, rather, uh, James Cameron's probably finished a lot of scenes retroactively from the first movie. I'm sure he's finished scenes from this movie. And knowing him and, and looking how successful Lord of the Rings was with their extended cuts, I could see him like releasing a definitive, like, 14 hour cut of it just has all the content like that i would watch it wait of way of water um of way of water and the first avatar and then i'm sure he's he's commissioning getting everything filmed and finished for the third one too because um like uh, okay sorry sorry just just to i guess make a a clearer example what i'm talking about um, there's a scene that you can find on YouTube, which is an extension of a scene we see in the film. Remember when they burned the the rover trucks, the big ones? Yes. Yeah. So there's a scene where the soldiers are walking through the aftermath of that attack, and all the guys are impaled and stuff. And I think they deleted it because it made the Navi look a little too savage, which um, I wish they kept in the film because it would make sense. Like a lot of dudes criticize, like, oh, how could these army guys get killed? But um, like when you see how these corpses are messed up, uh, Corporal Wayne Fleet, who's back as a recon in the second one, he's explaining what he sees with the camera feed. And they're just talking about like, oh, this is how Navis kill people. Like if you look at the angles on this corpse, uh, this guy wasn't looking up and they got him with an arrow. And he's like, well, like they obviously let this area on fire and the amp suit driver got cornered by the wreckage here. And then they, they killed him, probably overran him. And um, there's no corpses, so they probably took their dead, so we don't even know if they got any of them. 
and then the the footage kind of cuts out into whatever next scene um that that footage without the sound appears on a like projector screen that briefing scene so what i'm thinking is kind of like the scene of the colonel getting killed and it's just the interior camera shot like that I, that was either original footage or unreleased deleted scene like that's mm, that's never before that. seen footage is him getting hit by those three arrows so i think that they might have finished a lot of those scenes retroactively to use just later on if, if they need to or with the intention of releasing a crazier super extended cut when the third one comes out hmm. okay yeah because all right i the extended edition they came out with for the original avatar movie how much longer was it was it actually that much longer than the original because i don't even no. think i ever watched it to be honest i think i only saw the original cut so the the big fandom grumbling is the extended version of avatar <clears throat> there's two there's the, the extended version and then there's like a re-release version and they actually have different footage in each of them oh like blade like, runner um, yeah yeah it's, it's oh kind god of i don't want it to get like, into that whole like confusion yeah, one, includes one scene and one includes another scene and what people were kind of mad about is everyone wanted the deleted scenes finished but put in the movie so i i think james cameron is doing that however at the like you know i i don't know we, we will have to see it as we see it and the only piece of evidence i have is the shots i just described to you guys yeah so do you think when they come out with... I mean, I think for sure there's going to be a director's cut for the second movie uh, when it comes mm -hmm. out to the home release. And I hope they don't I hope they do not do the Lord of the Rings thing where for Lord of the Rings, you know, they were like, all right, the movie came out. Here it is on DVD. And you're like, dope, cool. And you buy it. And then they're like, now here's the extended edition on DVD. And you're like, why did I buy this first one? <laughs> like, yeah, don't do fine. this to... I had... I want to say for Lord of the Rings, I've probably bought in like five copies of those movies by now. Because um, I originally got like the theatrical trilogy and then I got the extended trilogy on DVD and then Blu-ray and then 4K. So it's been like a whole thing. Um, though I only got rid of the theatrical one because I can't bear to get rid of the others. They're actually physically Dude, Do they amazing. come with the other versions on, on that disc? Um, I think they do. They might. Um, but also, I wouldn't mind if they didn't because I literally have no... I've never had any ever want to watch theatrical runs ever again because I feel it's incomplete yeah. now if you don't watch the extended. Like, it doesn't feel right. Um, yeah. But, like, uh, I mean, looking at Way of Water, it's about the length of the theatrical Lord of the Rings movies. It's uh, hmm. So I, I could see it getting around, like, the extended edition run where it is near four hours or maybe a little bit over four hours and it gets closer to five but i don't think it'll be that long surely for the fact of all the rumors we've heard of three and how much of that a big deal that's been when cameron could be like oh hey well you know two is gonna be this long and then i cut this much out of it uh instead like it seems hmm. like he put a lot more into three in length compared to like two but um unless i'm doing the math wrong uh the extended collector's edition on uh amazon which came out like a few years ago has only like 16 minutes added on to it from the original 16 minutes of navi sex that's insane yeah. well and apparently they added a like intro scene eventually that was like showed what really? earth looks like yeah it, it's earth and um sully gets kicked out of a bar it, oh. it's like 
cool, but it's just like it's all right. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I I wonder. Yeah, I, expect, all right, I, bought... I expected it to be like an hour longer. So for so, now, I'm like not sure what two would be for me. Yeah, because the original for me, I watched it in mm-hmm. theaters with my. I remember I like went with my sister to the Daily City, uh, Century Theater, and we watched it. Came out, and I was like, that's cool. And I don't think I ever watched it again. And uh, I never saw the extended version, to be honest. And then uh, our friend Roman from school was like, yeah, my at the store I work at, we have it for five bucks. And it's like <laughs> the newest edition or something. And then, so I went, when we went to Savannah, I'm like, give me the movie, I'll buy it for five bucks. Yeah, sounds good. And I have it. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm like, now I want to check it out. I was supposed to watch it before this new one. In fact, I was supposed mm. to see it in theaters before the new one. I really wanted to see the, oh, the yeah. old one in Atmos, and I forgot, uh, and I totally missed out. But like, uh, yeah, it's been on like mm. something I want to watch forever. I haven't rewatched anything, and so I'm just trying to like catch up on stuff I still haven't seen. But uh, I'm curious then if you're saying that Miles, if they did, because mm-hmm. they could either I guess release them at the same time and be like, here's Avatar one new extended version. And here's Avatar mm. The Way of Water director's cut. Uh, but at the same time, maybe that would interfere with sales with the other, one or the other. But I, I'm honestly I think not you too wait sure. Till, like, if, if four and five are happening in the way that was mentioned when they first were doing the sequel, like announced the sequels, um, like pre-COVID, uh, I think that he would release like the extended mega version after three. Because... Um, the remember the comments where where I, a lot of people were memeing it on on Twitter because all the journalists framed it in a really arrogant way. But when he sent the drafts for four and five to the producers and they sent back like no notes, like they were just like, "Holy shit, that looks good." Um, I guess. And now that they've made the money, they're definitely going to make four and five. Yeah. Three was going to be reworked for a finale in case the reception was bad. So I think now three is just like a mid-season finale. So if he was going to sell an extended cut, it'd be like one to three, like an anime arc. Like this is the, the SecOps arc or the, the um, Jake Sully arc. And then the next yeah. one would be like his kids. Because if you look at the, the subtitles they announced, it looks like um, the, the theory that's kind of floating around is either Awa gets killed in the third one or... The, the third one, they defeat the humans like forever on Pandora and then they attempt to go help Earth. That That's huh. the... Because another comment that every... Like one thing I do like about James Cameron is even though he's extremely arrogant, he delivers on, on everything he says and something he has said is he thinks that Earth is as important a world and story to explore as Pandora. He's just not that far enough into the story yet. Mm. So I mean, that's really interesting, I think, actually. Yeah, because the the two things he like this is to spark notes, but he was like the lessons he wants to give to the audience in the third, um, fourth, and fifth films was one: uh, not every Navi is good, and not every human is bad. And then the other one too was. Um, he, I don't know. He um, he kind of disregarded the criticisms, but I do think that the notion of humans being hopeless is something that he will definitely tackle, because like that that I think is something that 
like he would notice that himself making these films being that detail oriented and i guess he, he sort of begun that process with spider like including a pretty charismatic human character that's like in the main roster that's not like a, a norm or like a bad background guy and then um bring in a villain to the forefront which is courage in a way that like if courage was the villain again in the third one everyone would be okay with it however if you switch teams everyone would be okay with it like he, yeah he's honestly got a he's big so, enough presence now yeah and i guess then last thing uh because i mean I'm, I'm pretty much down for if they do just individual releases of like avatar one and two and then eventually after three they do kind of like the lord of the rings trilogy mm. set uh just so i can get it sooner honestly but um for avatar 3 you know it's nine hours uh, and it probably will get fully finished and that'll be an awesome home release when it comes out after the theatrical run but what would be comfortable for you guys or what do you think would be good if it's nine hours and it's probably a lot longer than two what would be a acceptable theatrical run length Wait, nine hours for just three? Yeah, only three is nine hours. Yeah, that's going to be nine hours of finished footage. Yeah, that's why I was okay. I really, that's why I put in the perspective of like Lord of the Rings extended trilogy together is still like, I'm looking at it that way of like, I'd be fine if it's probably that interesting. Um, And the amount of stuff we'll see in that is probably going to be insane. Uh, But yeah, what's the idea of like, the length for a theater run uh i think it will still be like it'll be a two-hour film in that ballpark and i think what he'll do with the extra footage is uh to be candid like another guy who is an underrated director because he's got like a very production oriented mindset over being creative Mm -hmm. is uh, um is zach schneider and like the the four-hour cut of justice league is it's pretty impressive that he had a functional copy of such a long film. So I think that James Cameron would just for like the archival side of himself would have a version that could be watched kind of like Snyder's justice league where like, Hey, I would watch nine hours of avatar. If I was comfortable to go about my life while mm-hmm. doing it. Okay. Um, also watch out. I think again, your mic is moving around a bit. It sounds a little jumbled right now. Oh, oh, wait, I think I might have my finger on it. Whoops. Oh. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, That's fine. And, and sorry, I'll, I'll be a bit bit long-winded here. But the, the other thing I was theorizing is Matrix Reloaded and Resurrections. I believe they released maybe a year apart. Like yeah, they were they shot, were, yeah it was one after the other. Yeah, and the only thing I don't think he would do that is... One, that is like a, a big drop-off. And for some reason, people don't feel compelled to go see the second part, um, even though it's it's part of the story. Or uh, another pretty funny irony is, like, if, if Dune wasn't based on a book, so people had that expectation, like, um, uh, like this is a, a pretty funny one. Maybe some of our, our listeners might get a bit mad about this. But if you talk about Dune to somebody who's just in the mainstream, just your average Joe, Dune is what, like, Redditors think Avatar is. Like, everyone forgot about Dune. Like, people cannot name a character from Dune. In fact, Dune didn't even have an ending in their mind. Like, talking... It's true. The the author made up all the other books after. 
yeah, like, like they, people are like, you know, it, it was like, I was trying to explain to my family. I was like, oh, it's a part one. And like it said it in the title and stuff. But like to the average Joe, like that movie just like it sucked. It didn't have an ending. I don't care. And um, I thought it was garbage I, personally, but that's also because I, I just yeah, don't think I, they're going to do anything with a, it. It's a really, really bad movie, too. But it, it just it can rely on the book's reputation. Whereas yeah. on the flip side, the average person, you know, they love the hell out of Avatar. You know, people can't get enough Avatar. Just look at the ticket sales. But um, with that, I think James Cameron is not foolish enough to repeat the Matrix's mistake. I think like mm. it will be a definitive ending. He's written it out, and the rest is just stuff he can sell later. That makes sense. Okay. James, what about you? What's uh, your ideal film length for three? <laughs> like we were already talking about how like three hours should have felt like a long time. So like. And the longest movie I can think of people willing to see in theaters is Endgame. Yeah, like Avengers Endgame, which was three and a half hours. Yeah. And like some people might have been willing to see the four hour Snyder cut in theater. Oh, I wish. I mean, I would have been willing to if they put like an inter- in an intermission at like the two hour mark. Yeah. So I could at least like go to the bathroom and shit. They, they did that for crazy uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, they, they did an intermission for that movie. Yeah, that was actually really good. Time. Yeah, uh, but like, that's not like a thing that happens as much anymore. So I don't know. Uh, mm. I I would say if if they got away with the way of water being three hours, I think the max they would be car- like comfortable doing for the third movie is three and a half. Mm. Uh, but that's like a lot of time to cut out of a supposed nine hour movie. That's like. Yeah, two thirds of it. So, and that's never good. Like the same thing happened with the Snyder Cut. It was like they they tried their best to cut a four ish hour movie down to like two and a half hours, and it felt like there was a lot missing. So yeah, and like mm-hmm. we good but, okay after your point after your point I'll say yeah like uh, one last thing is just like we we also were talking about how like it did feel like a lot of the way of water could have been just filler but also Mm -hmm. like felt necessary it's just like it maybe they could have left uh, cut it out but like i don't know it's hard to say i think like there are very few production companies that would be comfortable putting out a movie that's like more than three and a half hours today Mm -hmm. in theater yeah it's also they i I think they're all afraid of the attention spans of the average audience yeah for sure that too yeah I, th- I think so the, for me... It, oh, sorry, right, right, you're going to say something else. Yeah, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, the, the quick point I want to say is I think the reason this cuts nine hours is he's probably just shooting a whole bunch of B-roll and utility footage while everyone's cohesively together, like the kids. Like how he's saying yeah. he doesn't want the kids to age out, so they shot part of four already. But on the flip side, like, they have, say, 100,000 mint condition gun props. So if you're going to film any big scene with all, all the army guys, all with the gear and meticulous detail and stuff to be consistent with the other films, now's the time to do it. So he might be yeah. shooting like all the amp suit scenes for four and five with three. And they can be mm. part of three. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Just like an anime, he's probably shooting his own stock footage. So, like, animals in the trees to, to soldiers walking around, to like, bases. 
or or me even like flashback scenes he might want to use um and like my only piece of evidence before is it's just like i was shocked at what the like found footage scenes were like that seemed like such a big amount of detail to put like usually movies just put footage from the last movie they don't yeah. like go out of the way to make like, yeah it's pretty awesome honestly perspective of it yeah that was one of my favorite things about the second one even though it was like two seconds it always so bothers I, me I in movies doing a lot of that it always bothers me in movies and they for like security footage just put literally exact shot from the movie it's like How'd you get that yeah, footage? <laughs> that's actually really fast. Uh, the I'm currently like on the current arc of One Piece. Like I'm in like the 900s. I entered the 900s of One Piece, and I went back to Crunchyroll, which One Piece like basically puts all the best stuff together. So you're getting all the filler fluff, all of it out of the way. So it shortens it, and you're getting all the quality of just the real story itself. Going back to Crunchyroll, the episode's like what 22 minutes. The actual episode is like 15 minutes. <laughs> because of like hey remember that remember that thing that just happened last episode here's a full flashback to it and i'm like what the fuck so i i do get that and i do that's why i really do appreciate the idea of here's a flashback but it's something completely different that we haven't even gotten um yeah i think for me james because you brought it up i would love it if they actually pulled it off and did it i would be fine with the four hour cut of avatar three give me a two hour uh two hours intermission the other two hours i would be so good with that i'd be like yo give me like 15 20 minutes in between this is walk around a bit do your thing if you want more food go buy it uh, which i'm sure theaters would love that yeah go to the uh, and get some snacks yeah like that actually sounds great and i honestly one of my uh all my favorite theatrical experiences were always in savannah georgia because we had literally a group of like 20 people going to watch movies but i will say in terms of a theatrical format, the like I said, the the Hateful Eight Roadshow where they had an actual intermission was so much enjoyment of just oh, like, yeah. oh cool, we have this much more to look forward to, but also I can take a break and do some stuff for a little bit. Like that idea is actually really great, and I think uh, that is a great way to combat, uh, I guess, attention spans or just like patience of the average film goer too, uh, to make it more of an Another adventure thing- showing up. That, that I want to mention is they might actually take a risk and do a longer cut potentially for intermission because another thing that opens the door to is more viral marketing. Like if people yeah. could real time tweet about what they were saying in the movie theater, I yeah. think that would drum up more hype because I mean, the, the only thing that I felt was distracting me from this movie was just seeing cool stuff. I wanted to talk about immediately. Like, like, you know, like, I have to wait till the movie ends before I can, like, gush about it. Um, true. So I'm sure with the intermission, that would be driving ticket sales. Like, you know, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I've only seen half of it. Like, I'm going back in for round two. Like, so um, potentially. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is business. And I don't think James Cameron's going to take the same risk again. Like, I, yeah. I think he'll make a, a shortcut. Yeah, for yeah. sure uh moving on for sure definitely uh moving into i guess the film itself with the visual effects the underwater like all that uh this is kind of the biggest feat of this film this is why james Mm -hmm. cameron is second to none in his field of directing because he literally like it's literally that south park episode where they're like hey 
the bar of film is so low at this point. Like, it feels like no one's trying <laughs> he anything. Raises it. <laughs> Television is awful half the time. Like, it's just boring, dumbass reality reality TV shit and like stuff they want to be real, but it's actually fake and it, it just makes it even worse. I mean, I'm sure people love it. Like, they go to bars and watch like whatever fucking bachelor shit there is. But like, uh, the fact that he will put in the full extra effort to put like everything into a film and make it as i want to say as real as possible but it's like as believable or as quality like the fact that he makes yeah he makes an alien world and it looks incredible and it makes Mm. the mcu movies look like garbage in visual effects it makes star wars look fine it just is powerful uh in terms of its looks the scene where jake is learning how to ride one of those like flying fish things and he's like wrapping the strap around his hand and i was just like is like any part of this like real or like that that is real that that's live action oh okay god dang it they they got everyone with that that's live action that's Ah. like that would make me laugh pretty hard is um uh sorry uh um finish your point james because i'm gonna go on a teary ad i I could talk forever about this oh no i was basically just gonna say like the a lot of this movie is just like so good looking that it's like it really it's so immersive like it makes you i think that's like one of the main reasons why i'm just like i just want more nature channel stuff about this because i just want more and more and i want to learn more about and see more about pandora because everything i see is like fascinating like Mm. every creature design is like so interesting i i think one thing i i I loved about the first one. Like I, I used to be an avatar hater. I used to like make threads about it. I used to diss that movie whenever I got a chance. But uh, I like I rewatched Aliens and I was like, you know, like this is a really good movie. So I'm like, how could this guy have like made a movie like Avatar? And um a, a an extra coincidence is for some reason the Bermuda Library, despite how small it is, has every avatar related book like that was another weird coincidence i was like this is just so strange so i was like reading the production book like not the art of book but like the one that had his raw commentary and thoughts and um to be candid i was like blown away at the thought and detail he had put into everything like i have not seen a fictional universe that has like such a rational explanation for everything and um it's, it's so much like it's so well done that people like I didn't even notice it in the film. But then once I like read his notes and watched the movie, like I see why he gets so arrogant and so mad because it's like <laughs> clear as day there. But people, I guess, either weren't paying attention or they were distracted by something and didn't get absorbed by it. But um, yeah, like it, it really clicked for me. So watching this sequel with like, that awareness like you know let me watch this for for what i can notice and then let me do like a more detailed watch on my second one uh i felt the same way because like it's probably one of the only fictions where um gosh like even something as like uh tiny and asinine as the the like guns like like (laughs) a lot of fictionalities they'll just use a real gun and bolt some things to it like here, he like invented blank firing weapons from scratch. For real? Was... Yeah. The the colonel's pistol in the first one, his like crazy future pistol, is a blank firing weapon. That works. Oh, I didn't know that. 
So, and the thing, the thing that blows my mind even more, um, so th- this, this is going to feel like a Baki cutaway right now, how we're going to explain <laughs> this Shonen thing. But like George Lucas and Star Wars, the reason the art kind of stinks in the newer ones is because Lucas himself was designing the stuff. He was just getting other guys to draw it. So he would be like, no, this line has to be like this. Like you can look at his notes for the X-Wing and stuff. That wasn't the arts. That was George Lucas, like literally Hawkeye over their shoulders being like, it should look like this. I want, I want the then, foils to open. Yeah, I want the foils to open like this. All exactly. right. Just... Like, like there's an anecdote where he put all the concept art on a wall and like meticulously pointed out like exactly which things are going to be in the movie and which ones aren't. Um, so apparently James Cameron's like that, but times a thousand. Mm. <laughs> Like this, this dude designed the Colonial Marines from Aliens from scratch. Um, like, like that's all him. The artists and stuff were just doing production sketches that he didn't want to finish. Like, you can. I mean, the, the rifles, the, the rifles in Avatar had a good similarity to the Colonial Marine rifles. Like, yeah. they looked very uh, well, like just hand in hand. Like, you could have fooled me and told me they were the same universe. Honestly, dude, what blows my mind with this one is the amp suit. Like when they ended up building a robotics interface, it naturally looked like the amp suit. Like it wasn't like they were trying to make the suit from Avatar, but he like predicted what that type of like exoskeleton technology where it was going to go next. That like haptic feedback. So like when everyone's like, oh, they built the suit from Avatar, and it's like, wow, like James Cameron literally designed a a real futuristic robot. Um, and the the like gosh like to see not only in like the first film for him to like extrapolate on all those concepts again like um even say the transport helicopters uh if you look at the black hawk today compared to like the valor that's replacing it the two bigger things are like the angles are sharper because they can condense the technology and then on top of that it's bigger so it can actually have more utility so like even that difference from like the old helicopters to the new ones the samson to the kestrel you can see that design philosophy apply like it, it's just gnarly stuff okay that makes sense yeah so and, it, it was like yeah because like, i knew uh, that was better than pornography for me oh of course of course Miles. <laughs> and i know like because you've had a whole thing of like your disdain i guess of lack of military sci-fi just like military Hmm. type of content in everything from games film everything uh i mean like hell that's where you're like halo halo sucks so i'm prospering because of this (laughs) but like uh i think that was the cool thing about avatar was that they do bring in the military aspect again and it's just that it's bad this time compared to where aliens colonial marines it was like the quite the opposite um and I guess I'm just trying to get all the military stuff out of the way before I get into the nature, but uh, I, the designs and just the way they have, the effects worked of having the crab su- like the the crab uh, suits. I, I guess the crab I'll just suit? yeah, like crab yeah. sub type thing. I mean, because it's like they it, had it was subs. a submarine and a crab suit. Yeah, yeah the they had the. Sub it looked like it was meant for like salvaging. Yeah, it was like uh, the crab suits at least could do the salvaging. They could properly move around underwater and do things these subs couldn't as in walk around like probably ocean floor potentially uh 
I mean, if it's like shallows, like obviously not deep sea, I doubt they're like equipped for that kind of thing, though maybe we'll see that next movie. Uh, mm. So there's like a lot that they can do and they're incredibly versatile. And I do appreciate that because it's like, when you think about the design of that type of suit, you're like, why the fuck would you make it a crab? And you really think about like, well, when you're trying to go deep in the water and do this kind of stuff, are you trying to make something on your own of like some weird idea of like a shaped uh, movable thing that you'll be piloting and do it on your own and test it so many times that may like trial and error? Or do you want to see what actually lives and works underwater and adapt to that kind of thing where it's like, oh, crabs are bottom feeders. Crabs can actually like move around and stuff. It's like, how is it possible that they're able to survive down there? And you're like, well, steady them, see how they work and design based off of what already works in that water. Yeah. And then that is how you can do that kind of thing. One thing that came up in one of my classes at Davis was that like we as scientists are often trying to just recreate what nature has already done because nature has figured it out better than us like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like people don't really think about that often of like, yo, just study animals, adapt to the way they adapt and that shit will work. I mean, honestly, I think that's why I loved Horizon so much because Horizon really just does that and goes, hey, what can this animal do to this ecosystem and why are they a robot? And it's like, well, this is why and this is how they do that kind of thing. Uh, and actually I just had more appreciation with Horizon just by thinking about that. But uh, the fact that they're able to do it with the, the crab suits and stuff like that, like it's so cool. And with the subs, like I love the shape where it actually reminds me a bit of the this the, the mini subs in Atlantis, the Lost Empire, when they're yeah. fighting oh, the yeah. when they're going around fighting the giant like Atlantean creature ship that they've got. Uh, yeah, the automaton, the Leviathan. Yeah, and it's like autopilot because you're just like, what the fuck? But yeah, you see all the the cool little mini subs going out there and trying to fight, and they all get their asses kicked. But like, I love these mini subs in this because I'm like, it's the first time I've seen something like that since that animated film, yeah. and it's something that really the whole thing of like why this movie is so amazing. Underwater is so untapped in terms of creation and content and just like variety that you can use with it because everyone's so just like everyone's got a hard on for space everyone just wants space space Mm. space and this is in space yes but it is underwater still within that planet and i love the fact that they're able to fully utilize that and then yeah you get these types of uh creations the hover the hover ship which is really cool where it's like kind of hovering on the water yeah Uh, well i love that it was like almost shaped like whaling ships like nowadays with like a big open back mm-hmm. to like haul the whale in although that i find it strange that they had that and then you see how they harvest the whale and they kind of just like i don't think well no they did kind of bring it into the ship a little bit and then like went into the mouth and drilled out more the, just the 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 front for the front form of it goes in the ship so, just so they yeah. can get into the mouth one thing i like to like interject with in terms of like rationalization right like um if you ask a question of say like something like dune like why did the ornithopters why do they flap their wings like that rather than be a helicopter well that that's just to make them cool and sci-fi the thing yeah. i like about the, the like the sea dragon um the reason they have to bring the whale up on there to harvest it is because they have all this delicate machinery and to be honest it's a hostile ecosystem like they show you that pandora is not a place you can like have your back towards the jungle while you work so it's like a mobile fortress to where they can just do the work in safety. 
and discard it without having to travel back to base with a car like a corpse yeah. so like i thought that was like really sophisticated even though it looks like uh, i guess some people would be like why would they have such a big expensive fishing boat but like something that expensive ends up saving them money because they can stay out and operate there for longer um and like another thing i thought was kind of funny is people are like humans are so powerful but like you know they struggle with these guys and everything but then like the the thought i had to myself thinking about that i was like you know in this movie without the backup of the entire planet they struggle with a fishing trawler like that was that was just a, a boat that was there to fish that they just like yeah. re just redeployed to hunt down two people like that that was not a battle or like like i don't know what they're gonna do for for the humans like how how can you beat the humans like that is just insane to think about i think one perfect example of like the strength of what the humans could do if they really wanted to was just the act of like more dropships coming just yeah <laughs> raised the jungle to the ground and that was just, just yeah it's like sh- what are you that, doing i'm like i'm landing yeah and that's the thing that was just like <laughs> oh we're back yeah. We haven't even started yet, but we're, we're yeah. going to destroy this, like, whole, like, giant... And then they cut to, like, three years later or something like that, and... I think it was one year. Oh, uh, a year, year later. And there's, like, a huge circle around that base that's just, like, gone. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just barren Earth, and it's, like, well, then why why don't they just do that for everything? Like, because... I it, guess the, they'll they destroy could. the resources that And that's they the want. thing, is you find out that, like, one of the optional i guess like one of the plans for pandora is like earth is dying we need a new home why not pandora and uh so that's why it's like well we could raise all of pandora to the ground if we wanted to but we need it so that's why we're like bothering with the struggle i guess yeah and yeah i also just like that the the captain of the whaling ship was just like I just want to get paid, man. Like, yeah, just let me do my work. work. <laughs> like, I'll kill your whale with my explosive harpoons if I need to, but, like, I got to get paid. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy, too, because, like, all the weapons they have can still kill, like, all the natives, no problem, because it's, like, death charges and, like, the they're, like, sonic bombs and stuff like that. I also appreciated that, just, like, that it's kill not... an impact. Yeah, it's not exactly, like, earth whaling where you just, like shoot a bunch mm. of harpoons and they did have the uh inflatable bags to like make it harder for them to swim like we do mm-hmm. uh yeah. but like just having like the special harpoon that will go like down and then like up into the, the yeah. creature and then like yeah the fact that they start with depth charges because these whales have like extremely like i don't know maybe we do that for regular like earth whales because like they are also sound sensitive, but like these whales, it was like, mm. oh no, they'll go deaf if they don't surface. So it's like, it, oh, it's so like, they've, um, they've figured this shit out over the last few years. Yeah. Thanks to mm. James Cameron's yeah. like, world building, which is insane. They do it to dolphins. I know that they'll bang on when they fish dolphins in Japan. Yeah. Everything, on, like, everything we're fight. talking about here on earth is really just Japan at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was also, I was very like, really? They're, whaling they're they're doing whaling for this uh the plot of this movie okay okay interesting (laughs) yeah and like another thing i thought was funny is like you know i saw some people like make fun of 
Actually, this is another one, a fun piece of trivia. There's actually a, a copy of Starlog. I believe there's like the old sci-fi magazine they had. And what was funny, they have a vintage copy from 1984 when Aliens released. Or, or 1986. I, I can't remember the exact year. Um, and what's funny, they have an Axe, James Cameron, everything section of the magazine. And what cracked me up is all the same, like, criticisms you see on Reddit were Axe decades ago. And, like, that's why I guess he, he doesn't really answer him now because from his perspective, <laughs> he's tired of he it. already gave him answers. It's like, I told yeah, y'all, like, 20 years it. ago. And it's like, bro, I wasn't even born yet. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want me to do my like, own research? Hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was really funny. Like, he goes piece for piece, like, I was pretty shocked at the level of detail, but how short his answers were. Like, that was pretty impressive for... I, I don't know if they abridged his thoughts or if that was literally what he was saying or written into the magazine, but it, it's worth looking up. I should um, answer people like that because I always answer with, like, an essay practically. And they're like, like, shut up! It, <laughs> yeah. To, to make it relevant to Way of Water, like, you know, people are like, oh, I guess they're just wailing that that brain fluid now. What what about unobtainium and stuff? And I'm like, dude, you see how much like avenues for revenue a modern corporation today has? Like they probably were just like, fuck it, like new market. <laughs> they're probably still mining unobtainium, but now yeah. they're doing whaling as well. Like you have no idea just like how big their operation is on the planet now that they have like pretty much control. Yes, it's only how many humans they can get to the planet and how yeah. can they can house them really that's limiting them and not to mention the unobtainium was like the whole thing was like oh it's at the tree and when they landed they're just like demolishing trees so it's like just by doing that they created a full time yeah. where unobtainium is obtainable at this point yeah. now without too much <laughs> yeah. issue it makes me wonder what like what resources do the the plains people have that could be like, exploited and stuff like that because like they mentioned in the first movie like a handful of different people like they they mm -hmm. mentioned the ocean people i think and like one of them was the plains people and yeah. so like that's another reason why I, I am still definitely ready for like more of these movies because like i want to see like we've seen like two completely different ways of life on pandora so far there's definitely yeah. more and i want to see more you know there's mountains and with mountains there's snow, oh, yeah. which means we're gonna have potentially like himalayan style uh people because like the whole thing of way of water you get a very big Pacific Islander vibe. Dude, they them. straight up yeah. doing the like Hakka, like spit your tongue out thing. Like, oh, dude, they were. I, <laughs> <laughs> the awesome. they started, I was like, oh shit, we getting we getting into the because the whole thing was there. A lot of their um, skin design was like that of yeah. almost having the tattoos. Uh, yeah. So that was very real uh, Maori. Yeah. yeah, and it was really cool the way they pulled that off. It, which was even funnier considering one of the whalers. Was a dude with the Maori tattoos. Yeah. Uh, when you look on the 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 boat when they're going after the the main oh, whale. Oh yeah, he did have them. Yeah, he he's like this dude's just like oh, and I'm like it's the rock, and you're just because he's also bald. Uh, but he just goes in there and you're just like oh okay. I'm pretty sure he died. I'm not too sure. I did find um, it really funny too that they were just like, yeah, this stuff from the whales. It straight up just like stops human aging. And it was like, oh, well, okay, I could see why we would do whaling again if that was a yeah. thing. But the, also, the thing like, I was curious yeah. about was, is the, it stop it permanently or is it like, take yeah, this and know. you're good and then take it again? Like, is it like a one-time thing or what? That's why I was like, I also was like, w when the guy joked, like, yeah, this one vial is maybe worth like $80 million. And it's like, that sounds like a lot of money today. 
but for like literally immortality that doesn't seem and also like however many years in the future we are like that doesn't seem like a lot of money but maybe they worked out inflation maybe yeah that's fair maybe their economy yeah, is like a thousand times like, better yeah, than yeah. brought down the value he, of he just says so. 80 million he doesn't say 80 million dollars or credits he just says that's true i didn't yeah. think of that yeah because like one thing um what i thought was kind of gnarly is adjusted for inflation one isv so like one of those interstellar ships that goes from pandora to earth or or to human space that's about seven trillion dollars profit in unobtainium so they sent 10 to pandora in the sequel and they have seven on a rotation dropping off stuff to pandora from human space so they're making like taken out yeah yeah like quick maths yeah. like that's that's almost oh my god i i can't even do it on my calculator but yeah they're making much. a lot of money <laughs> they're making like <laughs> we're making money guys <laughs> yeah like like that's that's money you show up with an army to get like <laughs> that's... you literally see the the number show up and you go i i don't care how many people we kill how many of our people we die we lose we just have to it, it's just it's worth it that's what the business dude said Pretty much when I don't know the if numbers. this would make any sense, but I think it'd be hilarious if at one point one of the like supply ships they you see like going to Pandora or whatever just has the Wayland Yutani symbol on it. I mean, oh, it yeah, almost feels like it could. It, it's insane because you look at the diversity in the uh, humans for it, and you're just kind of like you look at it and you're like, Earth probably, even though it sounds like it went to shit, it sounds like everything's so like united of like yeah, we you know we solved racism now we just hate blue people and like. That's kind of the way it feels at this point. Um, and the fact that you have this thing going on where you could tell it's like a, a it's a multi-union, it's like a coalition. You have probably the government in on it. You have the military in yeah. on it. You have contractors in on it. You have big corporations in on it. You have all these different facets of society in on going to Pandora and doing this. So not only do you have different forms of business and government but you have literal just like united diversified uh humanity yeah. <laughs> in on it too to do something horrible and you're like oh. i guess that is kind of nice that at some point we put aside our differences and became one humanity and one in... humanity to do horrible well, things. yeah <laughs> so it's like, like all be terrible lore for you guys um so humanity's not united in this one. They're actually fighting a bunch of wars amongst each other. Oh, that makes a lot Damn. of sense. It's These just are probably that... just Americans. <laughs> Dude, it, it's kind of like oil where like the the stuff to finance, like all the materials needed to finance what goes on in human space is so valuable that the RDA, the Resource Development Administration, is the one thing they can agree on. So like they're all fighting wars and stuff, but they're like as long as the money's flowing. <laughs> like I I think it's kind of funny how, like, they, they evict the humans, and then, like, as soon as the money got shut off, that's when they show up, like, in mass. Like, like legions of hemp suits and all this stuff. Um, Because, like, civilian governments, they, they are the ones that stop the RDA from having, like, nukes or, or using nerve gas and stuff, because if the one company that had the most valuable resources had the best weapons then they would be the most powerful entity, not Earth mm. governments. Yeah. So to like put a rain on them, they forced the RDA to struggle on Pandora by limiting the weapons they can get. So for context, the stuff you see in the first movie, that's Vietnam-era equipment for the future. Like they, they, That's old stuff that they could afford to buy and legally own 
And then that was cheap enough to that they could manufacture on Pandora without hitting the profit margin. That's why it's kind of like, it is futuristic, but it's still archaic. Like, that's why they don't have guidance systems or infrared bombs or anything. Like, that's why the amp suit is pretty much a glorified forklift that they just built a machine gun for. Like, oh, a lot and of that's the why, stuff I mean, has... like, for them, I guess they're like, we're fighting natives anyway. Like, it's still advanced enough to deal with them, if anything. Yeah. yeah so, like, what also... I liked about the, the sequel is now that they can manufacture on Pandora, they don't have to ship as much. That's why the technology gets to be more specialized because mm. you, you see it getting built on the city. Like, um, but it's like they took a, a second to show the like yeah. swarm builders. Yeah, those are for the buildings. Um, and you see the grinder building a, a Valkyrie shuttle for like two seconds in when, when Ardmore walks past it. Mm -hmm. um, but like, that's like the type of shot where it's in the movie, but like, I know he doesn't want to waste time explaining it. But it would answer so many questions if people saw that, like, humans can build shit on the planet now. That's why they have so much crap. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I guess going into the, the more nature of it all, like, before we get into the water, was there anything, I guess, especially new or interesting about the forest to you guys uh, before no, they, just, like, end um, up moving? We didn't really spend much time there. No, it was just really in the beginning. Yeah. The, the first thing I noticed was... Um, I, and you guys have heard me speak on it. I'm a huge military sci-fi nut, but the the second movie made being Navi just as charismatic and fun as being like a human in that world. Like I, I could be a blue person or an avatar per se, just as much as I'd love to like just fly around in a helicopter looking at the birds and stuff like you see. So, yeah, you can um, pilot animals. You can, yeah. hey, do you want to go on the raid today? Yeah, let's go on the raid. Let's go fuck up this train. <laughs> Yeah, that's, these guys are living the life. Like, they go on the, the raid. And then the other thing I thought was awesome was um, where they just go to the old battlefield. Like, you can just, like, go see, like, skeletons and mechs and stuff. Just... Yeah, this is where your dad fought my dad. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's your dad's yeah. skull. I love how they, like, one, okay, one, I actually really like the spider kid. Like, just yeah, the... Quirks, it, sp yeah, spider. It's so great. interesting that he, like, was too young to get sent back to Earth like with the uh, sleeping pods or whatever so they just mm. like kept him there and also the fact that he ends up being like the main villain dude's son like yeah that was interesting and yeah he's like full on like no no i'm just like i live with the navi like i mean he lives with the humans but he's like he's basically spends all his time with his navi friends and i love how they like call him monkey boy <laughs> Uh, oh that's yeah it's great dude. uh especially because it's, it's kitty doing it uh, yeah. monkey boy but like uh, uh i think it's funny because his name is you, miles how'd you feel his name was miles i was just about to say that it was so surreal watching a movie where there was two characters named miles because it's the colonel's name miles and then his son's name miles as well oh yeah so, oh i, I, yeah, I, I totally missed that they say it, and like everyone in my row who went with me was like, "Oh, <laughs> like oh yeah." <laughs> and ironically, those are my two favorite characters. Like, I like the Colonel the most, and Spider second. So I was like, "Wow, James Cameron really liked me." Just <laughs> <laughs> so works um, out that way. The reason his name Miles, though, the reason I'm called Miles, is in Latin that means good soldier. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's that's why I thought it was kind of funny when like even when I first saw the first one where I was like his first name Miles I was like that's a good pun. 
Um, but yeah, like what they thought was funny, like this is just a, a throwback, you know, like when Pirates of the Caribbean or like the, the Star Wars prequels, like we had a really good run a decade of like crazy big budget trilogies. Yeah. And um, all of them had their different quirks, be it like Transformers and sex jokes or Pirates of the Caribbean and like crazy pirate lore. But like the thing I love about Avatar's one that's starting to grow on me is like the 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 hissing. Yeah. Really oh, that silly. shit's great. So especially when and like then, the one like, human does it. Like, like I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> the hissing yeah. is a lot of fun. Like yeah. even the colonel starting to do it. <laughs> yeah. Just like out of just because he's he just he's in his Avatar form and he's just like, yeah. oh fuck, oh. Ah, my teeth. He's just like, what the well, fuck? Even his son does it to him at the end of the movie when he's like, he drags him out of the water. He's like, oh, thanks for saving my life. Come on, let's get back to base, son. And he's just like, <laughs> he's away. like, oh, like, <laughs> he just like died. That's so weird. <laughs> it's son. like one of those things that's just quirky enough to like make me like really like like something. You know, I'm glad the movie was like that vulnerable. Like, I don't think a Marvel movie would have something so cringe in it, right? Like, it, it's, like, so cringe that it, it becomes endearing, which, which yeah. I really like. Hey, what happened to your dad? Oh, he went to Pandora to mine stuff, and a giant blue cat stabbed him with a spear, and he <laughs> yeah. died, and he got hissed at, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> rest in peace, bro. But, yeah, it, I love the fact that we had a movie called Cats come out. <laughs> and it made me want to do horrible things to the world. <laughs> and then, like, you get this, and it's like, yeah, it's like giant blue cat people. They're, like, super slit. Like, they're super thin. They're massively tall. They, like, can just literally kill you in a heart. They can impale you insanely powerfully. Just, you're dead immediately. And they hiss at you. And they have these little noses. And I'm like, how do they do this so well? Like they pulled this shit off amazingly. Whereas, like, what if we just turned people in the cat? Look, it's James Corden doing this, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not the. This is not the way. <laughs> but yeah. the blue ones are. Dude, oh, I, I, something I I really liked too was um, they they made I, I would, James Cameron really made like Jake Sully a boring character, but he made it work by making him a dad. Like he's yes, not, like, he like, was got, so yeah. much more interesting in this one. Yeah, like the. The funny thing is they made him interesting by making him more boring. Like now his motivation is just him being a good father. Like yeah. like that's it. But now like like just dude, the dad poor stuff was awesome. Like that was like, that was a lot of fun to watch. Dude, like okay, one dad, of my favorite moments. Charlie, like, yeah. Like one of my favorite moments is when they get into like his kids get into the fist fight with the Chiefs like kids. <laughs> And he's like, what's the matter with you? I told you not to make a scene, like to try to fit in, not not pick a fight and stuff like that. And then he's like, as his other kid like goes to go apologize because he started the fight, he like grabs his like older son for a second. He's like, hold on, what the other guy look like? And he's just like, <laughs> so he's like disappointed in his sons for like starting a fight, but it's, he still like hopes his sons at least won. Yeah. Uh, it's just everything, you know, it's just all Ted wants at the end of the day. He's like much worse, Dad, and he's like, "Okay, get the fuck out." <laughs> so fucking good. Dude, uh, I just love the the fact that your boy moved this family like without a real plan or anything. <laughs> like that seemed like really authentic, right? You really think like Jake Sully's got this great plan, and then like he shows up there, and it's like that's the plan. <laughs> like, even his wife, to another fuck. country. 
Like, even his wife was like, where are we going to go? Like, this is our home. Like, we're literally the chief and, like, the the medicine lady. Like, what, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. But I know I got to yeah. keep the family safe. <laughs> that was, figure that was it out. Cool. Flies for, like, what looks like five days of nonstop flying. Dude, even the kids, like, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Tuke's like, fuck, I want to go home. And it's like, we can't. It's like, all my friends are back there. We can't. Uh, and it's like, they, they do make it real enough. And it's like, the blue cats are just like us. Uh, yeah. Did you guys find it weird that the his kids kept going like, yo, bro. Well, Honest- at first, I, I was like, they keep saying bro. But then I was in the army in Bermuda. And I remember like, these kids are the son of a Marine. They're going to say like, bro or bra. Like, That's fair. <laughs> as much as they would say, sir, like bro is like sir but for people the same rank as you <laughs> yeah that's the thing like hearing in the time and his accent because he like you see uh loak and he sounds more like a human uh the the second son and then Nathaniel, who's like the older son has more of like the their people's accent and stuff and both of them are like hey bro bro and i'm just like yeah I'm watching this movie and I'm like, we're not so different, you and I. Like, <laughs> we're very similar. We just don't. You're just blue, <laughs> and you can do shit with your hair. Um, I, I definitely thought, uh, at least for the designs of the Navi, like they're it. They looked just as good, if not better, than the first movie. Mm-hmm. Movie, like the amount of detail oh, yeah. on them was insane. Like every single facet of it. Uh, and then you get to the water. And the water is phenomenal. I can't believe how amazing this looked. And I'm like, I'm in like a weird golden age of like, I'm getting not one, but three underwater type movies. And first it was like Wakanda forever. I get my underwater Namor stuff, even though like, it yeah, wasn't really good. Yeah, it was Namor in like, <laughs> if, you, if you actually love Namor in the comics, and you watch this, you're probably really angry. You're like, this wasn't Namor at all. But like the amount of, dope underwater shit i got and i wanted more that was i think the most disappointing part of that movie was like honestly i could have just taken a namor movie we got to see TaylorCon for like one scene what yeah i wanted more of that and we're gonna get next december we're getting aquaman uh and the lost kingdom and that's gonna be fucking amazing because like i love the first one and it was like underwater lord of the rings was fucking awesome and here i'm getting this and this is like this is going to be the best looking thing still. I doubt Aquaman will look as good, but it's going to be at least like cool fantasy shit, if anything, underwater fantasy. But uh, the water effects in this were astonishing for the fact that like it looked better than anything I've ever seen on a screen before. And everything from the creatures to just the water itself, um, the designs of all of it was just sheerly astonishing. And it reminds me of like, yeah, this is why I prefer deep sea exploration over space exploration. Like, it's just so much mm-hmm. we haven't uncovered in our own planet. And all it did was remind me of that. Considering, I think James Cameron did his own like deep sea exploration stuff to further studying for this film to really understand the world the way it works. Like, it wasn't like he was filming underwater. Like, oh, this is part of the movie. It was like, I'm trying to understand how the world works like this and then contribute it to my own film. I. Uh, all of that was, that's why he raises the bar with this. That's why it's such a feat that this film came out and is doing what it's doing along with like yeah. what the third one will do too. Um, the other thing being like uh, the way 
they film it, which is all, all of these actors are actually filming it underwater. They're all having to breathe for certain durations underwater and doing all this stuff to make all of the movements as realistic as possible. So every single time you see them underwater doing something, that was a camera underwater with them. Dang. They were doing all of that. Like, huh. that was amazing. It's just wild. Yeah. What got me kind of blown up is like, every good lesson he learned from a previous movie, James Cameron applied to this one. So like his actors almost drowned on the set of the abyss to where they hated working with him. So this one, he trained those actors to be free divers. So then they're like, I love working underwater. Like, yeah, they all like free diving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I love that I the abyss is straight up like they look the it's so real in the movie. They all look miserable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they yeah. were in real life too. <laughs> Dude, that that blew my mind. And then like um being that James Cameron spent so much time actually in submersibles. That's why he like designed such good submersibles. Um that's why the bar like just, when in South yeah. Park when they do the bar, like he's like raising the bar, the bar's on the ocean floor and he's in the submarine yeah. raising the bar up. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, love the second he does so that. Ridiculous. Everyone's just it's like, like oh, watching the honey boo boo thing and just like, wait, why am I watching this? <laughs> it makes everyone self aware of what they're doing yeah. and what they're watching, like, oh, I've been doing it wrong my whole time. God. Yeah, that, Continue, Miles, yeah. I think it's so weird how um to, to be candid, I, I think it's just one of those, like, no one likes to get an I told you so. Like, I think universally, nobody has been excited to hear I told you so. So for James Cameron to be like, I'm going to make the best movie ever. Like, and then guys be like, no, you're not. And then, like, numerically speaking, <laughs> kind of... Less does. than two weeks, $900 million. Yeah, oh. Dude, like the, the, I can't wait for the third one for everyone to double down on it. Like this time, it's over. <laughs> I'm gonna complain about this on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, geez. Um, but like going back to the nature thing, like uh, what I think I thought was funny is is that shark creature that get the whale kills to save um, Loak. Um, what what thing I thought was funny, I was like looking at the the encyclopedia they have of it, and I was like wow, like this shark thing looks a lot crazier than I remember. And then, no, like I'm looking at the reef shark and the shark we saw in the movie is a different subspecies that like what? was designed for that like <laughs> 10 seconds of footage. <laughs> so oh. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it, so we didn't even see the reef shark? Like, yeah, the, the neurons I think Avatar has hit for me is I haven't felt this way since... <laughs> Really, episode three came out when I was like, we're pouring over all the new Star Wars lore. And I mean, you're like, yeah, we get fucking Budapau and Mustafar and shit, and it's just like yeah. Megito and Felucia and shit. Like, <laughs> the amount of planets in that movie actually are insane. But uh, yeah, no, I feel that. In fact, dude, mm. we're, we're only getting the reef. We're literally yeah. getting the shallows of the water this entire movie. There's Not still the whole ocean, right? The ocean and the deep sea, which I think is going to be three. I think they should just call Avatar three getting deep. <laughs> getting so, so I, getting I don't want to be. Well, it's supposed to be Mr. like the sea Mr. Actually, or something. It's the Ash Clan. They're supposed to have like a, a volcano. Oh, that's uh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That sounds so cool. Oh, so we're getting I'm, some I'm, Aztec shit then. Let's go. <laughs> Obsidian. Yeah, supposed to have the the volcano clan and the the two things that have me where because because 
the actor who plays Spider, he was saying that that it's like um, the big twist is like three. Where everyone was expecting like a Terminator two type of twist with two, but he's saying three has that. And the the two things I hear uh, are like rumbling around. Just just having looked at like old Avatar lore and stuff, is one the Ash Clan you could see having uh like a, a civilization like like they might have iron tools and stuff like that because like that's forbidden by like the laws of Awa but for like the ocean oh. and tree people and stuff but hmm. this could be a clan that is i guess just genuinely more harsh and warlike because of their environment so all the other clans just stay clear of them and then um the other one i heard is we might be getting into some some Native American wars, frontier Western type of stuff where the RDA finds a clan that are willing to accept human weapons in exchange for different liberties or rights. Like the Ash clan might like RDA technology. Like they oh, might be so like, like the, the French Indian War. That'd be super yeah, interesting. Yeah, like that. Okay. It'd be like that or I guess like, like uh, when you look at the Aztecs, the Spanish sided with the uh, the... the, the Black Scalins, uh, they they uh, basically set some of the tribes against each other, uh, and then basically yeah. all fucking died at the end. Cause, but uh, so like we, we might see the the Navi version of the, like the Aztecs, like the the basically the warrior kingdom of the Navi, like um or like the Comanches of the Navi, where like they they are the the agro mob. Everyone of- is my enemy. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're the ones that the natives beef with. Like everyone's cool, but there's these one guys that just like they're just on one. So um, yeah, that that'll be pretty. Like I hope it's something like that. So it's it's the Ash Clan, and then a potentially we'll get the glimpse of like the next story arc, and that's to do with Earth. Um, okay. Which I'm I like after Terminator two, I have been starved for a James Cameron future war sequence. So it'd be crazy if they like show earth and it's just like the intro to demolition man or like, <laughs> like Elysium on crack. Like it's like if it'll probably be like if Elysium blade runner, um, dread and, uh, Mad Max had a baby and it's like, what does earth look like? And it's like this, and all they need is Junkie XL to show back up for the fucking soundtrack. Like, play the Mad Max theme. What I'm actually kind of hoping for is, I know he'll have to portray it in a negative light because it's an environmentalism story, but I would love to see what James Cameron's modern interpretation of cyberpunk would be. Because I think an underrated aspect of just James Cameron in general is like, he invented the aesthetic language that military sci-fi video games still riff today. Like almost every single sci-fi video game has something to do with aliens, be it if it's not the alien itself, the colonial Marines in the setting. Yeah. So um, with Avatar, I thought it was impressive that like the humans just aren't colonial Marines in a new movie. They're like actually a new and unique force that he like designed from the ground up. So I'd like to see him do the same for Earth, where it's like I would like to see something that's that's not derivative, like it's just not Blade Runner. Like it might not even look cyberpunk in the way we're used to seeing it. It could be really mm. sterile. Like it could actually just look like like a just a desert with really nice buildings, like and and towns and stuff, just just no funds. Like Mandalore. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, you could put, yeah, you could actually pull it off. Now I think about it. Like, uh, uh, the only piece of, like, lore I can drag from is, like, Bermuda is, is one of the most isolated places in the world. And the, the scientist Norm from the first one, he was born on the man-made islands off the coast of Bermuda. So interesting. Huh. Yeah, there's like wow. that many people on Earth that there's like platforms that literally making more stuff. land. It's yeah. kind of horrifying. Yeah, holy shit! It could be like some 40k type of place where it's just literally like spire cities and stuff. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, God, I hate the idea of that. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... yeah it's, like it's it's cool, but like crazy at the same time. Like, uh, um, for like the the amp suit. That that has been deployed on like lunar favela wars, like there there have been like I guess Luna has slums that are big enough to have militias fighting each other, so like peacekeepers use amp suits there. Oh my god, that's crazy! I don't even think about like oh yeah, we probably have already colonized other planets at this point if we're going all yeah. the way to yeah. Pandora, which is like who knows how far. Probably most of our. I think Pandora's the only extracellular one. Yeah, it's the only colony that's outside the the galaxy, not the galaxy, our, our like solar system. Oh, it's Pandora. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. It's, so it's like it's not like Halo. It's more like Destiny, where Destiny at least they're uh, going in yeah. the solar system, whereas Halo is like, oh, we're going to the Alpha Uranus, like whatever uh, system, and then it's all glassed yeah. and fucked by aliens and shit. Yeah. Uh, I think the most got a good planet the hard way. I, I think the most description <laughs> we got of Earth in the first one was just like when Jake was trying to talk to Awa, and it was just like you know look at grace's memories like they killed their mother like so yeah he made it sound like there's very little if like no organic like plant matter left on earth yeah like it's all synthetic at this point i know the kid in the in the extended release is there's like a scene of a kid watching tv and on the tv they're talking about um they're arguing about like counterfeit tiger clones (laughs) <laughs> god damn it <laughs> yeah like it's something crazy dude like i thought that was a really funny like blink and you miss it if you like, cut into this they... tiger it's soy yeah <laughs> it's like, like no like, like, counterfeit tigers like you just get one it's like this one's purple <laughs> this one's <laughs> vegan <laughs> it eats grass <laughs> i hate it <laughs> so yeah oh i'm thinking they, they might um get Awa and like make a version of Awa for Earth and then drop it off to help bro. Help I mean, would it be then do you think it could potentially be Kiri? Um yeah, I think Kiri's gonna be like the liaison for that. Because um one, it it's kind of emulating Valley of the Wind. Like they even had the field of gold trope where um she she gets like basically taken to the resolution of the film by all those gold fish. Just like how the Ohm lift up uh, Nausicaa with the gold tentacles. Oh, if it's like Nausicaa, I will lose, dude. They, I finally got my spiritual successor to Nausicaa. I, I'll, I will cry yeah. with joy. So I get yeah. the impression, because like one of the major things for Kiri was like, who is her father? And we didn't get that answer in this. I would She's just like blue su- Jesus. Well, that's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's literally just like Awa used Grace's body to like make a chosen one, essentially. And like, yeah, yeah. she just yeah. like ascends and becomes the new like nature god. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking too. Because she literally seemed to be able to like feel and communicate and control like other life on Pandora. Dude, I I just want to say real fast the 
the scene where she uses the anemones to yeah, that was crush awesome. the sub and then proceed to literally kill that man. Did she sh- with I the love like, the look on her face when she's like crush like closes her fist and like crushes the dude and I'm just like, oh my and god. And the other two are looking at her like, oh fuck. <laughs> we should have made fun of her. <laughs> or should we call her a freak? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I honestly that was incredibly that's the thing. When the Navi were killing the all the uh I guess I don't know, yeah, I guess a mix of Marines and uh whalers, like I only those feel kills bad for were Fred so Arbison. satisfying in the theater. I, I was incredibly satisfied with each kill. I was like, dude, this is like on yeah. point the the way their combat yeah. is. The only one that I felt bad for was Fred Armisen, because he's just like he literally was just doing the whaling shit to fund his research on the whales. Well, we don't know like, if he's dead. I hope not, because he was the only person who was just, like, actually rooting for the whale to kill them all. Because he's like, huh, who's the one with the oh, no, harpoon that wasn't, now? That wasn't Fred Armisen. That was uh, Jermaine Clement from oh, Conquerors. My bad. Yeah, no, I meant Jermaine yeah. Clement. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Dr. Garvin, like, the whole thing with Dr. Garvin, like, he gave you the vibes of the uh, scientist that sided with the Navi in the first movie. Yeah. And the way I was feeling it was... Yo, watch this dude survive and just live with the, the this uh, shore clan that they're in right now. And he'll just be like kind of like the way the others are, where they all live together now. The humans and Navi. Next the, time you see him, the, he's the just like, ones. yeah, I'm a soul brother with a cartoon now. I mean, I doubt yeah, he's not going to look like... I doubt he'd look like Spider or anything, but I think he'd just be there like doing his thing of like, yeah, I'm like, I do this thing and I, I study stuff. They're cool with me and I show them new stuff too on my side. Uh, like, because you feel for him, you see like... He's literally like rooting for the whale as it's trying to kill them. Yeah, he's he, like laughing, like we're about to die. Like when he's and doing before the whole ex- that, he's like, "This is why I drink." Yeah, <laughs> like, when he's doing the whole like extraction this. process, he he literally looks like he just like hates it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind you, of like I, um, I watch I've, I've watched enough Shark Week specials where uh, you see a lot of the shark scientists uh, places like Florida and other I guess like East Coast areas where the laws aren't really good there and the people, you know, they don't really give a shit. They kind of waste a lot of stuff. They'll go and kill sharks and be like, you know, I just said, it's fun, right guys. It's a cool contest. And you know, they're pretty stupid, but like the scientists go there anyway. And they're like, well, it's going to happen either way. If we can't stop it, we might as well be there to at least like dissect the ones that they kill and check out and see what we can learn that we haven't learned already and get some use Mm. out of it. So it's not a complete waste. Because uh, yeah. it's like, you know, it's not like they do finning and do shark fin soup here in the States or anything. So it really is like, what do they do with these sharks? Um, so you do like you, at least for me, I was able to, uh, since I've already seen that and seen the way Dr. Garvin is, I'm like, oh my God, I've like, I can relate to seeing this because I've already seen this before in real life. So it was really like captivating the way they pull that off uh, with yeah. realism with that kind of thing. Um, like two, two things I, I really noticed is one with the the navi is since they connect via that that queue to um their their mount in a way i see how they outmaneuver the helicopter pilots because like if anyone plays like a flight simulator like ace combat or something which is super dumbed down from the actual aircraft's controls like to to see like Terry take out the door gunners and then swoop back around and shoot the cockpit guy like the reactions you would need to like spot an aggressor like that, then maneuver and helicopter into like a firing solution. Like I see like that makes a lot more sense that the helicopters were getting destroyed in this new one than it was in the previous one because you didn't have that context. Yeah. Where it's like you when they're with their mounts, like they're pretty much 
they're one. They're like doing their yeah. thing as one considering instead of like yeah piloting something lifeless that you're just kind of like oh shit oh shit oh shit like yeah <laughs> that's why i feel like those helicopters and even then like i don't know how you can make ballista proof glass like <laughs> those things are it's like a, a nine foot diamond tip sphere like, yeah dude her, her bows her, her arrows are insane they just like pierce everything and you're just like i'm dead and you just watch the fucking plane crash into the rocks and you're yeah. like yeah like i don't want to be an rda guy anymore like it's not fun i'm going blue guys to do (laughs) spider looked like he was having a way better time honestly yeah really they call dude there you just go over there and be like what's up bro and then you're good like everyone calls each other bro have a good time put my hair in some weird shit you know it's all fun just run around in the trees. Like, I just love how he leaves home and just walks into the trees like of a loincloth. Like, <laughs> he really did. Yeah, he's just like, I'm Tarzan now. I love that he acts completely savage, hisses, and then sees them in like the, when they come out of the, yeah. the scientists come out and they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Miles? Oh, what's up, dude? Like, he's like, oh, hi, what's up, man? Like, there's a fist yeah. bump and you're just like, went from hissing one second to that. And it's like, he can go in and out of it completely, which was hilarious. Or like, the fact, like, when they first land on the ship, uh, and they have the mounts at this point, so like all the the military avatars hop down, you just see Miles hop down too, and he's just like, "What's up, guys?" And he's just like standing there with like his shoulders <laughs> out. And he's like, "All right, like we're here on your ship." <laughs> he was a good teenager. Like I, I think people get really bad at, like they, they were just authentic like teenagers are annoying like they say stuff like that i think they do stuff like that um i think the uh the other one that had me kind of laughing too was like materi's like insults were really like they felt like really her insults where she was like you have done nothing like yeah <laughs> dude that was one of, yeah that's my favorite part of like that is <laughs> she's just so funny yeah. nateri is I think, and it's just like Jake. Jake was more interesting in this because he's a dad. Neytiri is more interesting in this because she's been taken out, taken out of her setting. She has kids now, and yeah. also she's just like having to vie. Like she, she's very territorial, and now she's dealing with another like lead female Navi. And yeah. to the point where there, I think the best hissing was between both of them when they first arrive and she's like checking her yeah. tail and they're like, <sighs> and like yeah. they're doing that. And both the, the tribal leader and Jake look at each other like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah, the girls are this? like each other. This ain't going down. Like, the, the other happy die was, was like, just she tells herself, like, I should just pluck your eyes. Yeah, out I was about to say like, that. <laughs> she's just like, again, like, so, like Jay, she's like, has a scene where she's like mad at her kids or something. She's like, Awa, give me the strength not to pluck out my kids' eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's such like a hook. What? And she gets right into his face, too, and it's just like, ah. Because <laughs> the whole thing is, you forget, you're like, oh, that's right. Jake was, was human prior to this. Like, he's used to. Natiri is completely fully Navi. Like she was yeah. she has been in it that whole time and she's had to adapt to Jake really. They've adapted to each other, which is honestly really interesting seeing them fully like married and together for multiple years, considering like you see the first one. She still calls him my Jake. <laughs> yeah, and it's like fun to watch that now because like he's completely done with them now. Like it's all he had to do was get on a giant killer bird and it worked, but like yeah. um 
you know something I just noticed? She yeah. calls, like you said, my Jake. Like she calls him my Jake, because all the um, Navi names are two syllable. So she added that to make it easier for her to say. Oh, oh I never even thought of that. Noak, Nathayam. Yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense. Huh. Except for Tuke. Tuke's Tuke. Eh. <laughs> Maybe she hasn't earned her yeah, second I name. Guess and, that's yeah, the Tuke, name. Kiri, uh, which for the long, I kept hearing Kiri, and I'm like thinking Kitty Pride. I kept like, hearing oh, Kitty yeah, as Kiri. well. And thought... I'm like, oh, this is kind of funny because they're like cats and they call her Kitty. Yeah, and I it's thought like, no, it's Kitty. Yeah, I thought that yeah. like Spider was calling her Kitty and she was calling him Monkey Boy. Like, I thought it was, like, their Monkey names were each other. <laughs> That's what I love. I just love that they call him Monkey Boy. And I yeah. just, like, uh, it's, it's just so <laughs> Everything good. just fit. Like, it was, it, it was really, the, the well, dialogue, even There's like, some dialogue that's not good. Like, the whole, a son for a son. And I'm like, yeah. why would you say that? Well, even but when like, they're, like, roughhousing his kids, they're, like, he's, like, pulling on the cat's tails and shit. And just like, yeah, that's something I give it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're just like, come here, let me fucking get you. Like, yeah. what's... And like the whole thing, they know Spider's been captured, and they go and get him. And like when they get captured, and they see Spider there, and it's like, "Hey, dude, you okay?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, bro, never been better. Sucks." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, when when like, oh, what was the mom's name? Uh, Natiri. Yeah. Like when when their oldest son dies though, and she goes on her rampage, I literally was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> don't fuck with her." Yeah. Dude, that's that, what she is. She's like the, the shadow is. moving around the the uh, ship, just like killing everyone before they can even see her. Jake is the they, most they really formidable. channeled some some like Mel Gibson's The Patriot with this. Like yeah. that, that's oh, yeah. one thing I couldn't stop thinking about. It just reminded me of him. Oh yeah, you said tomahawk. that because Jake even has the fucking yeah, he has the, the tomahawk axe, like the way that yeah, like straight up the just sons, like Mel the tomahawks to like just be like um. Well, then again, I, I just loved how it, it shifted to this, like, Metal Gear slash True Lies action movie fight. It was <laughs> just like, the, the whole thing is like, are you really going to let me go knowing I'm out there that I'll keep hunting you forever? And he's like, okay, let's get it on then. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he does, he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> like, he, even though he's now got the blue advantage too, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And if if uh, Spider didn't save him, like he was fucking dead. Like he lost completely. Dude, um, the, the thing I like too is um, Jake and, and Atiri are probably the most experienced veterans on the planet for fighting the RDA. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they demonstrate mean. that pretty well, like the tactics they use. Even a lot like, of the Navi now, when they raid them, like they're all starting to use weapons more. Like they're kind of yeah doing a. a they're mix even like of it. taking uh, the human guns too. Yeah, which yeah. is honestly what a lot of the I believe like American Indians would do, because uh, you know eventually they had to get horses. They uh, hmm. would utilize guns and stuff like that. Like you'd, you'd see them advance on their own to be able to keep up and fight the humans, or in that case, I guess the the colonizers, the whites, and whatnot. Hmm. Um, but uh, I will say, too, the the way that, you know, we say the story is like the weakest part of the film compared to everything else. And it is like the dialogue, certain parts of the dialogue are kind of like you look at James Cameron and you're like, you and George aren't so different after all. Like you, you need someone yeah, to like Star be Wars there. And dialogue. Yeah, you need to you need someone there to be like, I see what you're saying. Now, let me write it. Because yours is kind of like, you some bad writing. You can't do this no more. It's just like, I see what you're doing, you Gungan. Like, stop. But 
uh, like I said, like the the end line, not the first son for his son, but after his son already died and he accepts Spider and says his son for his son, like everyone yeah, in the so theater weird. just kind of looked at each other, like the f- why would you say that? But uh, it, there was like dialogue like that. Some of the military dialogue always felt kind of weird and random. Like it, it felt very like I guess pulpy or campy, even though it didn't feel pulpy or campy in the situation. So it felt <laughs> what a I feel out like. Of place. Is is it felt like whenever you watch an anime in English, <laughs> like yes, felt like a, honestly, a yeah, that, that that's Where, honestly a perfect. Uh, it, it was way of precise it. and functional. Like the script, the lines aren't bad per se, like, but it yeah, it's just like the deliveries and inflections, like they're they're it's mechanical, like it it works as a building, like you know it, it makes sense, but it's just not the doesn't have like say the the edge say like a christopher nolan dialogue what happened yes exactly yeah it's not like inception when you see the dialogue in that and you're like oh glorious good times of whatever like yeah um for this though i think there are two things of it um one there was still a point that actually got me and it was with Nithiri where she does see nathayam's corpse like for the, when she watches him die and she like breaks down and it's like the mo- it's probably the realest part of the movie because it's straight up just dude this mom is losing her mind she just lost her firstborn son and they do such a good job of it and especially like jake going like i need you here right now they have the girls we have to go like fucking murder them all and yeah. she goes insane but like i do like i think i can't remember how i felt the first time watching it but the second time it actually got me and i was like almost tearing up a bit for it because it was so sudden the way he's just like oh i'm dead and And he's like i want to go home he's just like oh jesus yeah it's just like oh fuck uh and he didn't even get to finish what he was gonna say he was gonna say something else and he just dies he never gets to finish what um whatever he was gonna say to his father and yeah the the theory does such a good job because you're just like god damn she has like four kids and going through all of this, having them captured, not like once, not twice, but like three fucking times now. Back to yeah. even Took's like, why do I keep getting captured? Yeah, I can't like, believe I'm tied up like, again. <laughs> um, but they do say, like, you can see, though, he's still capable of getting you to, like, feel emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's such a good feat. But also, I will say, in this will knock his other films, but in his defense of Avatar 2. This isn't that different from the quality of dialogue from even the yeah. best of his films. I want you to go back and watch Aliens, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, maybe not Titanic. I don't really know for Titanic. I mean, actually, no, fucking uh, draw me like You know what I mean? The, the, uh, game over, man, game over. It wasn't like, peak dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Look at the dialogue <laughs> yeah. in all those fucking movies, and you're like, yeah, these are great. You know, Terminator 2 is a 10 out of 10. Bro, look at the fucking dialogue. Like, come on. Like, these are all the... You can't knock Avatar 2s without knocking terminator and you have to understand that when you go back yeah. and watch it you're just not looking at it the way you want to because you don't want that perfection ruined I, but they are all i the don't know same. i'd give terminator a pass i watched that recently again and it was actually, it still holds up pretty well in terms of all the dialogue yeah also, i mean it's not like the most like you know it doesn't make you think a whole hell of a lot but at least it doesn't feel like rigid and like unbelievable i guess well it's because one dude's a robot he doesn't have to try that well no i'm just mostly what? focusing on like kyle reese and and uh okay. how sarah well, connor oh, reacts to like yeah okay. oh were you talking about two specifically i mean but more or less both because it's like you know the one that has a lot of the lines is just straight up like Okay, two though I'll give you two does have a lot more of like because it's literally the kid John Connor teaching his robot how to Kill talk. Cool. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah <laughs> when you waste someone, say hasta la vista. 
Yeah, I mean, the, who the fuck really? <laughs> the, the two things that kind of stick out to me with the dialogue is like, from a production standpoint, this movie was in a hyperbolic time chamber. Like, we're, we're looking at a, a script that was written maybe in like 2014 or, or yeah. finalized in 2014 or something. So I think if it came out earlier, the dialogue would have been a lot more relevant. In fact, it would have probably been like cutting edge. Like the amount, like Bro has become such an established in our like vocabulary and zetgeist that it is unusual to see it in a movie. But if if someone was looking at people, like if an alien was looking at people, they would notice you guys say bro a lot. Like, yeah. Loves I mean, it. if like, I was bro, like already in my real like just me, I say bro and dude probably more than anything. I, I probably call people bro and dude more than their actual names at this point. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I had a revelation at some point where I I was like reading a bunch of, a bunch of manga and watching a bunch of anime and i was always like you know it's weird that, like some characters will just like add like one thing at the end like a little word uh, that they always say or like you know they'll they'll say like chan or or sensei or something at the end and i'm like we don't really do yeah. that in america and then i was like no but yeah we fucking do i say dude at the end of all of my sentences i, I do that yeah. all the time <laughs> well you say sensei uh if you if you take rex kwando you know you batter your sensei that's about it mm. like in napoleon but that's about yeah. See, there's, there's that one and the other one too i thought was this is less relevant and and more just making ra- rationalizations up but um this is also like a space colony like it's not like they have normal internet or they, they can make just make instant phone calls to earth so like whatever culture is on that base or or whatever's on that planet that's gonna be the culture yeah. so yeah, they're, they're not going to be on, like, the cutting edge of slang. Or, in fact, it will seem dated and, and antiquated. Yeah, it, actually, it literally took, like, almost a decade or something for them to get shit back to Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But also, actually, speaking of, like, figuring out lingo, Sigourney Weaver as Kiri. All right, two things. One... She had to actually go to high schools to observe students and see how they were nowadays to be like, so this is what kids are like now. So she could properly like voice a teenage Navi girl, which is funny because she's like in her 70s, I think now. Yeah, um, but she, she did a good job. She, yeah. did a, she did a mostly good job, but there were points where you could feel like she's juggling being trying to sound like a teenager, but also still having this accent. So it would kind of, you'd feel like you got three different carries throughout the movie where you're like, all right, here's actual teenage accent one, here's just teenage, and here's just the accent, but adult. Mm. And I'm like, looking at all three, and I'm like, which one's the real Kiri voice? Because <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did feel different in certain parts of the movie. When you, when you listen to her talk, like, they do get different. Um, yeah. I think, of course, the most teenage thing was her uh, visual uh emotions where she'd be like oh like do the eye rolls yeah. and stuff or yeah. like when uh the her brothers stick up for her and start the fight and she's like stop this is stupid and she just starts laughing yeah like that, <laughs> that, that was, was yeah that like i mean obviously she becomes like she's obviously one of the probably main characters now her and noak were like the two new like stars uh, I mean, now we know for sure that Diamond's not going to get any more limelight, so he's yeah. he's kind of dead. But uh, I, I do see those two probably prospering more in the next movie, and I do hope though, like I guess Sigourney's got a little bit down more. Like she's now used to this more, and now she has to get used to it for another nine hours of footage. <laughs> uh, so you kind of be like, all right, you good? You got this accent down? Because it, it's fun 
hearing them with this special accent because it's so mm-hmm. unique uh the way they've kind of pulled off like when you look at the family each one sounds completely different and you're like not even just with the not vocally i mean just like with the way they speak you're like nathan yeah he sounds like them and Kiri, we can't tell what she wants to be, and Noak sounds like he's from Earth, and Took is just child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did like Whee! how he could like jump between um, languages, and it also like I liked Kiri because even though it was Sigourney Weaver playing a teenager, dude, sometimes teens act like old souls. Like you know, you just beat like a, like a kid who's just on one. So like, it, it almost was like a pretty like authentic way. Like she just seemed like like the the manic pixie girl of the family like <laughs> she's just gonna be doing weird sounding weird like so um it's because she's connected I, I she up, talks like, to god so that's why she's like oh hey god now i'm feeling older dude, like i thought it was pretty pretty ballsy for them to put in the movie where they're like i don't think your daughter's a messiah she just is epileptic yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, that was like I don't think that's religious vision. But she said she can hear Awa. Like, yeah, no, it's all the brain. It's in the brain, man. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like in the future when they have much better technology, like that's a very easy diagnosis to make for them. Like, that's very simple. So, like, it it, it was a really good contrast. I, I thought, and then even down to like Carrie waking up, not particularly because of the tribal stuff working better. She could have just gotten better naturally and just came too. But that's also like how those affirmations happen where like they're like, see, my medicine is better. Yeah. And then like the scientists can't tell her, well, there's nothing really wrong with her. She just had a, a seizure. Like, <laughs> so it's um, there's so many like uh, I don't want to call them idiosyncrasies. Like I can't even pronounce the word. Um, but the thing I, I would say about James Cameron fiction and then like conversely Avatar is a lot of the stuff people like don't like is because it's actually so absurd it's authentic like some stuff is is where like um uh art emulates life and all that type of stuff like a lot of stuff is just so unusual that or like you know life defies logic that in a movie you'll notice it but in real life you won't i mean like even as as simple as in the first one when they had to push that bomb off a plane like they got to yeah like like that that is um that's the uh, old school method that's worked before like it'd be cheap that's what they would do um but yeah with the with the people it, it was interesting to see what occupied their time since they don't have like human luxuries anymore um something that that i guess i wish they showed more is just like what do the humans kind of get up to outside of like whaling? Like what's life on bridgehead? Like, I think that would have grounded the movie a bit more. Like, I do think the humans need more depth in this third one. Like they, they can't just be the like antagonistic force for a third time. They're getting like orcs now. Cause Quark is the one kind of bleeding it at this point. And he, he carries a good amount. Like that's the thing when I, I think I talked to you about it. Um, when you look at Quark and you're like, this dude's gonna be the villain for five movies, and like, uh, or at least he's in all five movies. And I remember someone being like, we, we we're gonna deal with this dude for five movies on Twitter. And I responded, and I'm like, I'm gonna be honest, like this dude, you can easily like he is someone you kind of love to hate because of all the shit he does, but also he's so charismatic that 
you like you hate this guy but you kind of find getting a drink with him at the bar at the same time like yeah. he, he's so fun to hear him talk like his dialogue is actually just enjoyable it's actually like schwarzenegger terminator tier dialogue of enjoyment i would yeah. say Dude, it, it, he's a villain, and if I was an RDA Marine, I'd be like, aye, aye, sir. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I know down. you're all wondering, why so blue? And I just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I love they were called blue team. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that was great. That was great that they were called yeah. blue team. God. It, it made me laugh when he was just, like, telling Spider, like, look, dude, you, you misbehave on a mission, you just get an old-fashioned ass with him. Like, yeah. And you're like, this guy would beat up a kid. He's evil enough. I mean, he, that's the thing. He was so charismatic. Spider was like, I'm enjoying my time with my dad that I hate, even though he's like kind of dead. And he's like, we're nothing to each other. And then like, they just enjoy themselves. <laughs> yeah. It really was an impromptu, like father son thing. And then it's like, literally then he's like, I forgot you're evil. And then left. <laughs> yeah. Thanks son. <laughs> he goes from like teaching his dad languages to like, we're going to burn down this village. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is not what i wanted and it's like at the same time you see him as blue man more per like more compassionate i guess you would yeah. say because the whole thing is even um what's his face who was a bastard in the first movie that also gets brought back he's like second in command guy um, oh wing fleet yeah he's like are we really gonna waste her sarge like he even asked it's not like yeah, um, he's like, like we... let's waste her yeah he's like are we gonna do it and he's like no uh, and he's just, we don't need to. And even uses tactic, like, it almost feels like he's sparing them tactically because he's like, we don't, if we kill them, it's not going to do anything. So let's not even bother. We should yeah. do something else. Um, and it was just interesting. They're allowed to just come over and be like, we're searching the premises. And they're like, oh, fuck. All right. Let's <laughs> give up immediately uh, with yeah. the other tribes. They're like, we, it's like, Dude, he's from the forest. He doesn't even go here. Why are you asking us this? <laughs> uh, go back on Wayne Fleet. I just liked how they had the... Um, I, I'm kind of bummed. That's another thing I didn't like is the recoms, I think, were too cool characters for them to have gotten wasted so quickly. A bunch of them. Yeah, they all got like destroyed. Uh, dude, only Wayne Fleet survived. And, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think he's the only one confirmed to be in future films. And then, um, also, he doesn't visibly get killed. He just gets, yeah, like, he dumped falls off in the, the water. You, yeah, you watch him. Yeah, so I knew immediately when when they did that. that he, He's also the one that kills Nathaniel, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he, uh, yeah, he completes the one that he, shoots, he shoots him. him. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it would be cool if they do a thing where they're like, yeah, we can keep bringing these avatars and growing these specific military people, and that's how you bring them back. But I, I think this is really just a you all get one life. But I don't know. I'm curious that if they do more of them or not if more of them will show up that was why i wasn't sure if i liked the decision to bring back the um Horich guy uh from mm. the first one because like i didn't even find him that particularly interesting in the first one he was just like the big bad guy that was like just yeah. in, happened to be in charge of the forces that were there uh so i wasn't sure why they needed to bring him back to for like a revenge plot almost for this movie and also by introducing the the idea that you could just like have a, a backup copy and bring someone back whenever, like I guess there is the added caveat that they literally had to grow this avatar and ship it from Earth and it took like literally years. Yeah. But yeah. that now makes it like, well, even if you kill him again and again, like he could still keep coming back. Like it just depends on like 
how many times before the United States government or whoever's in charge is like, it's not worth the money to bring him back again. Quark comes back the fifth time after dying. I'm ready for you, Sully. Sully's just like, I'm really yeah. so, Fuck off. Someone raised a, a pretty good point. Uh, I saw this one online that made me think is Quark's arc is going to get interesting because one, he costed the RDA their most valuable operation 10 years ago. And then he lost them another, ex- not as expensive an operation, but still like a big ship got lost, a whole bunch of stuff. They lost the vial. Like that's 80 mil at least down the hole that's gone. And um, when he comes back to the base, they might just be like, yo, we tried this recomp thing and it wasn't worth the money. Like you didn't kill anybody. You lost more shit. In fact, we have a replacement. Like, you're you can just be a random grunt now or like does can he can he go back to his civilian life like he has he's not that guy legally he's not quaritch so he doesn't get his veterans compensation all those earnings that quaritch would have had should he survive like and they wouldn't let like a blue dude come back to earth yeah they're they're fully expendable now because they're not even probably considered real people too much like dude what yeah. if he gets back to the rda base and they have another quaritch on site like with a new team i can see them having like backups yeah that'd be crazy yeah. and I, i'm wondering like when you look at it all too um the scientists when they sh- when they still go into their navi avatars uh they're still like you know human looking uh they, they still have clothing and stuff only jake is the only one that went native everyone else like stuck yeah. with it so even if like let's say Quark like switches teams or something, like I, I think he would still show up as Army Man, and I, I honestly mm-hmm. love it when they still stick in. I, I love the Army Navi like style; they look really cool. Um, the way that they're all kitted out and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Also, seeing like well, they had the foothold of also being Navi and like the power that comes with it what would then the real like what does the new big bad like advantage come yeah. through in three like what do they have that's so insane that uh the navi really have to try extra besides the fact so, that the the c ones aren't as i guess like weaponous as the forest ones the forest ones have more types of weapons and they know how to d- to adapt whereas the c ones really yeah. legit just had spears <laughs> yeah yeah they weren't they weren't like the same type of people's um, but I, I think that's like they're, they're temporary characters. I don't think they'll they'll show up as intensely as they did in this one. Yeah. Um, the the two things I guess I'm, I'm kind of interested in is would the humans even be the bad guys in this hypothetical third one? Like, um, I mean, I want the warlike Ash tribe to be good just because i i'd hate it to be like we finally got the Aztecs, the evil be like fuck <laughs> like it, it'll probably be a mix like i, I don't think he'll he'll want to repeat either film um they, they'll be antagonists but i don't think he would make outright villains or at least he, he'd separate the plot in a way like maybe they're the ones who don't want earth to get a second chance um something okay. uh, like my personal theory that having seen Avatar 2 is a little different now, but what I was thinking was going to happen is human space, like, they have, like, their World War Six, Like, they have a war that, like, actually f- not only fucks up Earth, but human space in general. 
and the RDA ends up representing like we don't know what happened to Earth. All we know is we can still function here and we can survive. So they become almost like the last kind of bastion for humanity. Like what if Bridgehead was the last city left or like that's the only city they know of. Like they haven't had contact from Earth in a while. Um, that, that was one theory. And the other one was what if the RDA built a wormhole where it didn't take 10 years for stuff to arrive? Yeah. Like if they're able to expedite that process, like those would be two big game changers. Cause one, the Navi could go to earth a lot easier. It wouldn't take 10 years for them to travel or five years. And then the other one is if the humans, you know, lost their advantage, which is their like relentless resources and numbers, how would the dramatic landscape of a sequel look? If like I guess humans have powerful technology, but now all of a sudden they're limited. Mm, okay, that's an interesting thought. Honestly, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see how that would go. Yeah, I mean, if anything, too, I will say like we have more content than just the films now. Like there are comics, yeah. and I do want to read them, and I want to check them out because I think there's two or three miniseries now that they've done, and then on mm. top of that. Uh, we're getting the game from Ubisoft done by, uh, I think it's Massive Entertainment, the ones that have done Division 1 and 2. Uh, and that game is coming out next year, and I'm really pumped for it. So I'm curious to see how much more they can really flesh out this world and kind of flesh out not just Pandora, but flesh out like what's going on with Earth. Give us more tidbits, like what's exactly going on, what what is there yeah. we can look forward to and stuff like that. Because I think the whole thing with the comics and the game is they tie in with the movie. Like, it's not like a separate thing from the films. It's all one mm. world, like Star Wars. Uh, yeah. So it should be cool to see what they can do. And, you know, the fact that I think they're going to double down on Avatar, especially considering when you look at Star Wars, theatrically, it's become a failure. And right now, the films that they are working on are so just scattered right now. Like they don't even have like a a potential impact point of yeah. when they'll even come out, which was originally like, oh, the Avatar movie is going to come almost like the two and three are going to come like back to back. And then the others will, there'll be like a one or two year gap and then four and five will show up. Uh, now, because of Star Wars, they were like, we're going to do every other year. One Star Wars, one Avatar, one Star Wars, one Avatar, probably all during like December. And yeah, dang. Star Wars did not... <laughs> make that quota but we have at least i guess until 2025 no 2024 december is when we'll probably get uh avatar 3 and yeah. uh that gives them enough time to i guess do a nine hour movie and then <laughs> cut it so they've got time to work on it uh, i'm sure they've been working on it this whole time who knows uh but uh it's gonna be interesting to see any i guess any final points on anything you guys my last one is the Avatar game for the 360. Low-key, kind of awesome. <laughs> like, that was a game I expected. Did it have, like, awesome. the did it have like the Peter Jackson game? Peter Jackson King Kong energy? Uh, no, it had the Gears of War energy. Like, really? Like, if you play as the RDA, like... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a video game brain. Because, like, they have to make a video game, right? So it can't reflect the movie. So, like, in this, you're, like, a Doom guy security trooper, and you, like, take on, like, half the planet. 
<laughs> you like fight one of those giant hammerhead things like on foot. Like, oh my god! LMG. Okay, I... it's an awesome like game, but it, it's just like the uncannily uncanny valley you get from watching the movie where like the army guys are getting manhandled to like the game where you have like the upgraded machine gun and you're like chucking your cluster grenades and killing like fifteen army guys. It's like kind of funny, oh but god. the game mechanically is fun to play. Like it, it actually just is a fun game. It's like uh it's like Gears if it had vehicles. Okay. Interesting. They could absolutely make a uh, like World of Warcraft style MMO, but just like instead oh, of the yeah. Horde and the Alliance, it's the uh, the what's the human thing? The called? the RDA. The RDA the, versus the uh, the Navi. Christ, everyone would join that. the RDA. Ah. Now nah, I want to be blue. Now <laughs> I like the blue shit. To be honest, I just want to. I want to bond like, with a shark or a tiger and be like, oh, it's crazy. For every Navi, there would be like 20 human players. They'd be Bring more it human on. players than Blades of Grass. I mean, we saw what, we saw what Nitiri did. I think we can take him. That would be a cool, it would be a cool dynamic if they genuinely made the Navis like truly overpowered like they are in the movies. Because then I want to play a SecOps guy even more because... If you killed one, you'd be like, "Yeah, mm. <laughs> like we got one. <laughs> we did it." You look around; all of your comrades, all of your dudes are dead. Oh, <laughs> Dude, like like the drawing I did for this one. Like I would love to see. Like I wish they had a scene where like the SecOps guy kill one, like one of the monsters, and they all take pictures with it or something. Like that would be gnarly to be like, like whoa, like I think- look at this thing. Miles, I think you would have prospered if we had gotten like an ants video game where it was like, you know, the movie ants where they go and they fight the, <laughs> the termites the crickets. and the giant. Ter- no, no. In, um, in the, the movie ants, not Bugs Life. Where, uh, like, the, I always the, get they those go into the termite nest and all the termites come out and they're fucking massive and they're just like tearing ants apart. It's like Starship Troopers. Yeah, it was straight up Starship <laughs> Troopers with fucking but with just ants. It, it was that actually was that. Uh, but like, imagine that as a game. Like, that would be insanity. Uh, yeah, that would be like, wicked. Yeah, that'd be super crazy. Which I, I I forget if there's a new Earth Defense Force that ever came out because it makes me want to go and play one. Again. Dude, I'm waited. Oh, I need some new Earth Defense Force. Like, we gotta kill the bugs. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good. Like, oh, good. To be, I know James Cameron would like never allow it because because he's actually kind of pissed that people love the human character so much. Um, even Steph, Stephen Lang, the guy who plays the Colonel, he was like, like they told him, like you know, there's people who really admire your character and stuff. And he's like, I didn't even want to know of like. <laughs> this <is so> <laughs> I mean, I we like, didn't. I didn't have any admiration for him in the first movie. It was only until he became a blue dude. And I'm like, oh, I thought he was the coolest guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> He was like, I'd go, like I said, I'd go to a, I'd get drinks with this guy. He's really fun. Yeah. The thing too, okay, but my last points of this movie, the movie. One, mm. I, yeah, it's, I think, one of the best movies I've portrayed, like, teenage and child characters in a long time. I don't think we've gotten something this good in terms of portraying children. Uh, two, uh, I do appreciate that even though they portray, like, all the, the corporations, the military is evil, there is still a camaraderie and they're still good to each mm. other. Like, when the full thing happens, when the damage that happens to the ship, when the oil comes, you see, like, one of the military dudes in a mech pulling another guy out and not the one of the avatars pulling another injured marine out. Like, they're all just trying to save them and make yeah. sure they don't die. Like, there's still that feeling of, like, you know, they're not completely... They still... They're not, like, heartless 
ones in other movies where it's like, you'll kill your own people? Yeah, it's like, this one's like, no, we're trying to save our yeah. own people. It's not like Starship Troopers, not not Starship Star Wars, like Stormtroopers. Like yeah, guys. yeah, no, that yeah, Star Wars is it, that's the thing. This is like you don't you don't get the you don't get the Nazi feeling like you do in Star Wars, right? Yeah, you just get that like oh shit sucks. <laughs> that's about it. Um, yeah, like I I think um one I would hate to be like having worked with boats and been in the RV, like knowing how heavy the equipment and stuff is. Those guys got painful deaths like i would hate <laughs> like a twin center console boat just going full throttle into a rock like that's one of the worst ways to die there's no seatbelts. <laughs> i did love the spider at some point in that last battle i was like wait a minute why am i doing nothing smash <laughs> fucking the fire extinguisher dude that was funny as hell it's just like what are you doing <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> honestly <laughs> the, the monkey boys out of the gift. <laughs> oh shit! Right, that kid's still on the bridge. <laughs> Dude, I would have loved it if we start when he starts smashing the consoles, just in big font and like fucking '90s metal. It just goes monkey boy. Return to monkey. Reject. He straight up reject humanity. Return to monkey. Like he's actually in a movie. We have it now. We have monkey boy. <laughs> Dude, I love it. That was a better Planet of the Apes movie than Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> I would join the Navi. I would be a monkey boy. I feel Dude, like, I dude that would be super funny also. I, this is even less likely, but just like the Navi versus Caesar's Legion. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that those are just movie. actually monkeys with guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching, but like, the, that that's a like they talk about uh I, I don't know if it's called cognitive dissonance it's got another term but like you know how in uncharted games nathan drake's a nice guy but he kills like 400 yeah like the same thing of like planet of the apes where it's like you know it's like an intelligent film where we're trying to be intelligent but then like on screen a monkey has two m16s yeah. <laughs> yeah, How's just, the recoil going? Guys, like you got me in the seat. You don't have to like act like this was a smart movie. Like you, know, you have monkeys. I, I still love the fact that Woody Harrelson's like he caught monkey and now he's just like <laughs> he finally caught the he caught the enemy. What's he gonna do? Oh, oh. and you're like, oh fuck. He's just he's fucked up. Bro did catch the monkey, bro. He got the monkey. <laughs> I never even saw the third one. Oh, you just, no. dude, straight up. So the, the way they say it is there's a new virus that comes from the monkeys and or the apes, whatever. And it literally devo- it, it devolves the human mind to straight up like they can't do speech anymore. And that's how they become the cave people. Oh, so like that's the how they explained that in the original movie? Uh, i don't know how the original shit is at all but like the, you know uh, all, yeah like, no, that was the thing in the original yeah. charlton heston one was like he was the only one that like could speak he came from yeah. space yeah yeah uh so yeah all the ones now are like basically devolving because of that uh they're all like starting to it was like uh, a massive thing virus. when he uh you know his voice box starts working again because he was like injured and he's just like get your damn dirty paws off me you ape or whatever <laughs> yeah and uh and literally all the apes around him are like 
holy shit that human can talk yeah that's <laughs> yeah he can talk I, I love the simpsons one because he starts singing you talk you talk i could sing <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> uh, but yeah like uh yeah the fucking world hero city straight up like he's like the whole time like we're gonna kill these fucking apes and at the end he's like oh, 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 oh. and you're like monkey like because there's a little uh, girl with them like the whole time and she can't talk and she's like uh, as, at the brain power of like the adolescent monkeys and they're all just playing around together and you're just like okay i guess this is what happened like the, literally you just get dumb and then that's it like that's all that happens but i kind of didn't yeah. see that movie yeah it's it, it, you know who did that was matt reeves dude he did that and then he did the batman that's Weird. that's why everyone was kind of like is the batman gonna be good and then um because at least the second one I, I i enjoyed the second one a lot the second one i think was probably the best one of the three um until the first one when he kills draco malfoy and he's like no no <laughs> <laughs> i was dude when he started screaming when caesar starts screaming no in the theater in the first one i was fucking dying i was laughing so hard because he's just like no and then he kills Drake on my point he just like electrocutes him or something i'm like dude 10 points from slytherin and five <laughs> this but, this uh, movie I, i'm glad it embraced the like level of intellectualism that was presented like the movie yeah. did not try to be deeper than it needed to be nor was it like uh, more shallow than than it should have been. Like um, it, it was just like the the right tone, the right. It tone. was. It was the right temperature of the water. You know, it's mm-hmm. it was the yeah. right way of water. It was really good. Um, I will say it doesn't help that last night I was at a buddy's place for Christmas and we were watching videos on like gorillas and orangutans. So then coming here and this and be like, yeah, go monkey. I'm just like, God damn it! I was already pre- <laughs> I was prepared for this. I oh, I want to meet a, like a fat Navi. Like I wonder if there's like a, I want the lazy Dobby. Oh, we haven't even seen one. Of those, yeah. I want the Dobby who loves culture and he like eats Doritos and shit. Like, he's, like, he's like a crime boss. They get to him. Ah, oh, no Navi, no bada. <laughs> I'm thinking like they're like, dude, this this guy, all he does is collect human shit and like do nothing all day. Like, dude, it's like how are we gonna games? trade with them? Like, he's already got Doritos. I got something new. 3D Dorito. Yo, okay. This is going to sound really stupid, but you know how they had one human child. What about a fat Navi? What could be more stupid than this? They got like one human child that got left behind Mm -hmm. that became Spider, and he basically just acts like a Navi. What if the humans took one Navi child and just like, (laughs) or even just like, just made one of the avatars like a living Navi and just like woke it up and just made it live as a human and it's the guy they would just be Giancarlo Esposito in the fucking suit of like you are blue and I am blue we are not the same it would be like fucking full suit Navi just like ha ha they just like it would be kind of crazy if they had a Terminator Navi like a sleeper agent in the third one (laughs) he's like the the dude in Scarface that kills him the dude that shows up with the shades and like blows him out of the window yeah that but the the other one I was thinking about was um actually nah nah, nah I'll be here all night I'll be here all night. <laughs> besides Fat Navi I also have <laughs> but yeah like I think yeah, my gosh. final thoughts on this movie though it just or real quick it's just like the um I like I said earlier I really enjoyed seeing a whole other different way of life on Pandora in like even mm. like i wasn't even expecting the the navi in different places to physically be different like i thought they'd yeah. essentially just be like 
they decided to live a different way depending on where they were. But like, yeah. it, like the ocean people at least have literally been living and like having a way of life designed around water to the point where like for so long that their arms are like flatter and they have like flatter tails yeah. and like they have better lung capacity and even like the lenses over the eyes to make it easier to see. So they, they're literally, oh, yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah. So like the, even the Navi themselves are differently adapted to different parts of the world. And that just made me way more interested to learn more about the other Navi cultures in different parts of the world. Cause like, yeah, if we saw Navi adapted so thoroughly to the water versus the forest, like, yeah, what are the the ash clans in the volcano uh, region gonna look like? What are the mountain people gonna look like? That's what are the plains think, people gonna uh, look like? The mountain people would definitely be yeah. thicker because they would need a thicker uh, skin, like thicker everything to contend with the cold and everything else. Yeah. So that would be very interesting. So that's why I'm like, are guard ready for the red Navi? <laughs> Ooh, that's the thing. yeah and that's the thing like even the the ocean navi were like they were still blue but they were like aqua blue so they kind of yeah fit better in the water and so yeah like what if the ash clans are just straight up gray because they fit better in the environment or whatever and like that would be cool so yeah i'm they like really... i'm so, I, like, even though it took like 13 years for this movie to come out and i'm, I'm sure the next ones are going to come out sooner like i'm just oh yeah I still want to see way more Pandoric just because I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for world building. And he did yeah. James Cameron did an amazing job with this. And I just want to see more of this world. Very much. Yeah. And, and Earth. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. mentioned like Earth also has equally as interesting stuff. And like we've seen basically none of that. Yeah. And now we know there's lunar slums too. So yeah. That's, uh, there's a lot of interesting yeah, shit. Dude, Avatar lore is like the thing I like about it is it's like a new frontier again. Like since there's not much avatar super fans so like the, it's pretty interesting and it's james cameron stuff so he's like thought of everything like i think another fun fact is like the amp suit is made by mitsubishi oh <laughs> that's that's actually really cool like, hey we, yeah, we, we, we ditched cars now we've got fucking amp suits and crab <laughs> suits and fucking subs and shit like a toyota sub the the honda crab <laughs> fucking yeah oh my god it's yeah like, I, I love um i will say like it is a cool universe to get into now because it's really you're there at the ground you're there when there's not too yeah. much so you can easily get into it it's not like warhammer or some shit where you're like oh you're seeing a fucking blah blah and you're just like oh, my mind just broke <laughs> like this is like easy to catch into books. and as things come you'll already be kind of getting it gradually so it doesn't feel like you're getting um overwhelmed or anything it's just there's yeah. a small amount of feeding each time so you'll you'll get all the knowledge you need to and honestly uh, just because I already invest a lot just in the world of Destiny and uh, that universe of lore, uh, this what Avatar just seems like a good one to get into sheerly for the fact that it doesn't feel nearly as big and it feels much more attainable of getting the knowledge you need to for that world, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I guess that is everything, guys. Uh, yeah, it was a big, nice episode. And it'll, uh, not movie length yet. It's not the length of the film, but we were honestly getting pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're near the length <laughs> of the first film, if anything. Uh, but uh, that's been episode 178 of Suture Side Talk. Uh, the next two episodes, next week, uh, we're doing, uh, we're going to talk Callisto Protocol. That'll be fun. And then uh, the episode after will be our 2022 interview episode. We'll talk our top five movies, shows, games, anime, as well as kind of top three of each of what we're looking forward to next year. Um, I will be talking to Brandon soon. We'll figure out Sutra Sidewatch. 
uh miles we're gonna <laughs> i'll talk to you ty and Robin. we're gonna figure out when we'll we've we're scheduled like five times now but we're gonna get our up to it down to it episode on dragon con soon so you can finally well, talk course. about your your first experience there it'll be a good time being and a james then, cameron fanboy exactly and then uh i'm still working on the kind of steel stuff that's coming uh, i don't want to give any more updates further just because basically yeah three other shows to work on and everything else we'll, we'll get it all out there uh otherwise miles where can people find you you can find me on twitter the count of s uh and, and basically that's all my social media now and uh i'm i'm like the only avatar stan on twitter so i'm sure any fans of the film are gonna have a good time hanging out with me and you'll see a lot uh, of his good art you can see like right now if you're watching on youtube uh you can see his background of the art he's been using this whole time uh, if you're on the podcast, if you just want to come and check it out for a second, it'll just take a sec just to see it on YouTube, but it's pretty good. Oh, wait, it's like mirrored. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderGym124. You can follow me at GoGoComzilla. And of course, you know, sub subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to or watching. Uh, if it's Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. If it's uh, Spotify, please rate us. And of course, YouTube, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, you can also follow the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Sutraside Talk. Uh, TikTok, you get the clips. Instagram, kind of like promos that are fine. And then uh, Twitter is really just me uh, giving opinion pieces and trying to talk in comments of other people's tweets, probably. That's about it. But uh, otherwise, hope you guys had a good holiday time and hope you all have a great new year because I think the next episode comes out after the new year. And we're probably recording after the new year. Most likely we'll see. Uh, but yeah, have a great week, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.